Hello everyone and welcome to RP Geeks where we do Dungeons and Dragons and Science set in the sci-fi world of Rexagantu. So we are four science communicators who love to play D&D and then afterwards talk about the science behind the sci-fi concepts that come up in the game. So to introduce ourselves, uh, my name is Sharmini, I am a science filmmaker and in the game I play Tenebris, who uses she, her pronouns. Um, I won't say much more now because I think you'll, you'll, there'll, there'll be more of that later on. Um, for now, I'll pass over to Simon. Hello, uh, I am Simon. I use he, him pronouns, and I too am a science video nerd. Uh, I have this Twitch channel, uh, then which we're broadcasting on right now, and then also my YouTube channel. And uh, I play Uriel, who is a dwarf monk. But likewise, I think we'll save some details when we go into the adventures proper. Yeah. Uh, and that leaves Emily Bates. Hello, I'm Emily Bates. I am also a science video producer, nerd person. And in this, uh, I use she, her pronouns. And as my character uses she, they pronouns and is called Infinite Sky 6000. And we'll leave it at that. There's just <laughs> one person left to introduce. And that is our beautiful, wonderful DM who isn't gonna kill us, Ali Jenny. Right, right. So wonderful. Oh, it's so glorious to be bathed in this beautiful wonderment. My name is Ali Jennings. I uh, use he, him pronouns, and I am the GM for this campaign of Praxigantunus. Uh, and I'm also a science communicator, like everyone else in the world. Uh, rock, rock, film! <laughs> Welcome back to the world of Braxigantu. Now, we find our party aboard a shuttle, speeding through the air. Below them are the great northern forests, beyond the crater rim, at the foothills of the Mukinchi Mountains. Since this is our first time back for a while, let's start by meeting each one of the characters again. So. We go first to the shuttle's control deck. And here stands Sharmini. Would you like to introduce your character again? Yeah, so um, so Tenebris is just sort of standing in the door of the shuttle, looking slightly fragile, frazzled. Um, she's a slim, what uh, sort of traditional fantasy knowers might recognize as a drow, sort of dark elf. So she's got the pointy ears. She's got the sort of sort of dark blue skin, white hair in bunches. Cool leather jacket. I've got I've got my outfit on for those of you who can see, um, and some some sun goggles. Um, of course, in this world, um, there are no elves and dwarves as such. So um, her exact sort of genetic lineage has not been uh, greatly discussed. Um, yeah, what else? And well, tell us what. Are you thinking, Tenebris, at this exact moment? Yeah, yeah. So Tenebris is having a nice chat with a with a with a, a, a very nice pilot, um, and it's it's just it's it's just the first sort of moment of calm in a in a sort of series of chaotic events that happened, um, which she is now realising may have got somewhat out of control. And with that. We come down, we move down the steps, down into the gangway, into the bottom of this shuttle, and we meet our next two adventurers. Emily Bates, 
you like to describe what we see? Yes, yeah, so you see one quite tall, about six foot robot uh, who is entirely covered in these screens with stars and just a beautiful night sky uh, whizzing around them. And this is Infinite Sky 6000, who is a terraforming druid droid. She currently, I think, I believe her arm is currently extended into this knobbly wooden looking like club where she has sort of morphed herself to uh, fight one of the guards of the ship. And she is currently looking maybe slightly concerned and a bit worried about what's just transpired as uh, there is a dead body in front of her. And one important thing for new viewers might need to know about Infinity is that uh, she feels emotions as a robot and it's sort of quite new to her and she's still getting to grips with it, shall we say. And what is the thought currently at the top of Infinity's mind? Probably Tenebris wouldn't like this. Um, We should... We should probably try and not kill people as much as we've been killing people. Tenebris is going to be very upset with us. That's where her brain is right now. Or machine brain. And stood (laughs) over the other side of this dead body, we meet Simon. Uh, You meet Yeriel, his uh, fists coated in blood. Uh, one of which is organic and the other is mechanical. So um, Yuriel is a, uh, a human that is on the path to becoming increasingly mechanical um, and has been modifying uh, his body with things like a mechanical arm, but also sort of ex- sections of plating and an internal battery, uh, which allows him to overcharge certain bits of his body in order to strike faster or jump further, which is how we're running key points because he's a, a monk. Um, and um, he is fresh from uh, crunching this very large guard into the deck plate as we escaped from uh, from <laughs> almost certain death. So, just a little catch up before we jump into the action. Our party first arrived in a mining village called Vau. They were sent to investigate uh, smuggling that was taking place in the mine just up the hill. They went down, they discovered some sort of ritual was happening very, very far beneath the earth in an old series of tunnels that hadn't been uh, explored or even known about. Um, They tried to interfere with this ritual, they fought um, some uh, scoundrels who were attempting to do something, they failed to stop them. And a blazing wall of light swept across this huge cavern that they were in, driving them out, and they fell far, far, far down into an underground river and were swept out through the forests and eventually back to Val. When they returned to Val, they considered looking for the reward that they'd been promised for dealing with the smugglers. But it turns out that the explosion had pretty much destroyed the mine and people were out for their blood when they entered the town they were stopped by one of their one of the people that they'd met before uh, a character named Sande she hearing about their adventures and seeing an artifact that they had collected from the mine asked them to take the artifact to the base of the Red Runners in the docks in Gunka, the main uh, 
city in this world. Um, and that is what they attempted to do. They stole some information from uh, the head of the colony. They tried to sneak away. They were immediately seen. They ran. They made it all the way to the shuttle. They leapt their way in, incredibly, without even having to fight the guards. Then the guards turned around and they did have to fight them. One of them was killed. Not in the most gruesome way that they did try and kill them, but... Well, they. They. <laughs> they meeting Uriel. Yeah. Someone, someone did try and kill them in an especially... <laughs> <laughs> some would say yeah. grisly, some would say efficient. Yeah, a real statement. It was very cinematic. 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 You can have cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some kind of cinema. You know, the villains <laughs> in cinema, the way they might kill someone. <laughs> as this was happening, as Infinity and Uriel were dealing with this character down on the lower decks, on the upper deck, uh, Tenebris had run up and using the powers that she displayed over the human mind she had convinced the captain to take off uh, away from Val and thus taking the party away from danger for the moment. She did that by casting what in D&D terms is the friend spell. Uh, for all of those who don't know the issue with the friend spell it lasts a minute it gives you advantage on charisma checks which is great for a minute at which point it fades and whoever you just cast it on becomes aggressive towards you uh, because they realize what just happened on the lower deck one of the guards is not dead they are asleep yeah. and sleep lasts for a minute it's only a minute oh my god God, no. I thought it was longer than that. Okay. Gosh. That is that. That is somebody who has had a child recently saying sleep only lasts a minute. It does. It only lasts. I'm pretty a sure it lasts for like six to seven hours for most people, aren't they? But uh, Ali, you know. just a very quick um, uh, technical question before we get right into it. Mm -hmm. We obviously leveled up at the end of uh, last session. What does that mean for our spell slots and anything we might have used in the time before? Okay. What we're going to say is. The first, at the point at which you can take a break, like a 10 minute break, a short rest style break, will say that you can, you will go up to the next level. But for now, you don't have access to any oh, of those slots. Crap, okay. You get a break. I need to, I've really done it. I just need to work out which spells I had. It's fine. Talk about yourselves. I'll be yeah. here. It'll be fine. Oh, no, I'm glad I didn't update the stat blocks on stream because it means I have a reference for what I, my stats used to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just my spells uh, I don't know. No. But we'll just it say will, that for spells. Will, in terms of I think hit I points, used them all up anyway. I think I used them. In terms of hit points, use your third level hit points, but for spells, don't use any of your second level spells, which... And key have. points as well. And all my spell slots are gone from last time as well. Anything I used last time is still gone. Yeah, you've not had a chance to recharge. Fine, in which case I've got no spells left anyway, so that's fine. <laughs> Great. This is going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, no. We've got a druid with no spells and a monk with no key. <laughs> this is... What could possibly go wrong? We jump into the action. I want to give you guys all one round before those two effects come to an end. The situation what? is... Before sleep comes to an end? Has it been a minute? Should it wish hasn't to have been ten. a minute. Sleep <laughs> might have been a minute because I ran all the way upstairs. But friends uh, only just... Oh, well, she did, yeah. You cast okay, friends... That's fine. That's fine. No, then we chit-chatted, it's fine. 
the shuttle took off. Yeah, yeah, we've been going and for a while. Started speeding over the forests. So it's been at least a minute, probably up to a minute before we jump back in. So we'll have a round um, and we'll take it as Tenebris and then Infinity and then Uriel. Uh, so, Tenebris. In front of you, you see a small figure. Sitting at the controls, the captain, who you have recently charmed, staring out intently uh, through the viewing deck, the visor. Before her, the uh, forests are eaten up underneath the flight of the shuttle. Um, you can hear underneath the engines. I do. She's concentrated, intense, uh, on the view before her. You know, you have maybe a matter of seconds before she realizes what's happened. She's, what will you do? I am, oh, what was that? It's talking to us. I'm, I well, um, I basically um, have, and we also had like Christmas to try and plan the best routes down. Now realizing I have much less time to do it in. We'll say to her, um, okay, they, they really, wanted you to come downstairs. Do you have some sort of autopilot that you can put it on and then come with me? Uh, she, uh, she looks up from her controls. Autopilot. Auto, auto, autopiloting by itself. Si, si. Lo tengo, lo tengo. Moment. She... Uh, who has that Spanish and, GCSE? Uh, the... Uh, control panels move away from her. She stands up, and you can see she's very short. She's maybe three and a half feet tall, um, but she holds herself very proudly. And you can see she's got these massive, broad epaulets. There's wings uh, on the uh, uh, on the breast of her coat, and she seems to hold herself, yes, with pride. See, qué quiere? Where where we go? Um, I'm gonna gesture her to to go out the door, but I'm gonna. I'm going to step aside and let her pass me because I want to stay in the door. Basically, I want to close, you know, close, lock the door after she leaves. It's mine. Perhaps it is a matter of uh, safety. Yes, you wish for me to check the lower decks. Oh, of course, I will. She walks past you, uh, proud, through the door, uh, and. Can I. Do I have time to see if there is a locking mechanism on the inside or outside or just how these Make doors a... work. Like, what are doors, Alex? What, <laughs> oh, what door? <laughs> how door? Investigation? Yeah. So bad at that. Uh, that's door 12. Uh, you can see that this door, it's a, a very old ship by the looks of things. And the door has one of those big wheelie kind of iron uh, wheels on the inside of it, which looks oh. as though it might have something to do with locking. Okay. Um, oh boy, in that case, this is not going to work. Um, as she walks past, I'm going to... Sorry? What did, what Ali, did, did say? you... It said autopilot activated. <laughs> you said that without moving your lips. That's stunning. Anyway, carry on. As she walks past, I will just very calmly step into the room, <laughs> try and push the door closed. And then I try and turn them. 
I don't even know which direction it tails it turns in. She's yeah. Absolutely. Tighty lefty Lucy. <laughs> it is a door. It's pushable. Oh, you can okay, do so that. that no okay, issue. Great. Boom! The door shuts. You twist the wheel. It seems to have locked firm. Ah! Um, uh, is, is there a window in the door? Uh, nope. There's, oh. It's just a solid plate door. Oh boy, okay. And with that, let's go down to infinity. Okay. Uh, Uriel, um, I think you need to... Can you tie I'll up the other one? I'll take off my belt. Fine. Yes, thank you. Good. Um, I would like to try and find any evidence of like the crawl space for the Red Runners. I want to try and find the person on the ship that we're looking for. Excellent. So, just so you're aware, um, in in one turn, the sleeping guard will wake. Yeah, that's why I asked Uriel. Right. Okay. <laughs> How fast do you think I can tie a knot? And. <laughs> um, you turn around, you look into the interior, and it's very large. If there's a metal, uh, and you're hearing this voice of the of the computer, the ship's computer, echoing through the bowels of this uh, large interior space. Uh, there's metal walkways, the gangways are all kind of um, iron mesh, uh, and you can see that there are machines uh, stacked and tied up uh, to the sides of walls, um, but it's a lot emptier than when you came here on a very similar shuttle. It may even be the same shuttle. Um, roll an investigation check to search for this mark. Okay. <laughs> Starting it off well, everyone. That's an eight. <laughs> With an eight, um, you start looking through uh, the different bays, divided into bays. You start searching for anything that might resemble uh, a mark of the Red Runners. Um, yeah. But it's slow going. So you don't find anything yet, but you do clear at least half of the shuttle, you think. Okay. Um, that, that, that's what I will do and maybe try and hide a little bit, but not really. Just sort of fucking, <laughs> trying to get out of the way. Alright, Uriel. He's taken the belt off once again. It happens at least <laughs> once per session. Our rope. And uh, gonna go over, put like a knee on. It, could, could, was it an older person, like an older man that the other guard was? Yeah. It was. It was a grey haired, wiry older man, a little bit shorter. Um, and you could see that they've got sort of grey hair coming out of their nostrils. Uh, and although they look tough, uh, it's clear that they're not in peak physical condition. Right. Okay, yeah. Uh, Euro's gonna go over, put like, yeah, knee on the back, lash um, hands together and sort of, you know, tie around with the rope. He's gonna look at the back of his head and wonder and sort of be a little bit conflicted, but then just finish tying up the knot. I really thought you were just gonna kill them. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Uriel very much debated it. <laughs> yeah. As, that's gro that's growth that is from Uriel. As you tie the last knot, confident that uh, you've managed to secure this this person, you hear. Oh, oh, oh my head. 
Oh. And you see, so this person, are they lying on their face or are they lying on their back? Uh, yeah, like face down on the, on the grill. You see, uh, they shift their head as far to the left as they can, looking out at the corner of their eye. Ah, oh. so, but who are you? Uh, hello. Um, don't, don't, uh, be alarmed. Uh, my name, my, my name's Uriel. Um, so we, we, we uh, just needed the ship. I didn't, didn't have to have anything to do with you. Sorry, that was the computer. Um, yeah, sorry. I just, me and me and some, me and my, my uh, our comrades here, we had to go and uh, take the ship. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, are you pirates? No, is that no. what this is? No, 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 we're not pirates. We're, um, we're, we're actually kind of on, on the opposite side of piracy, really. We're, 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 we're doing something to do with fossils. You're, you're fossil pirates. You're pirate archaeologists. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Are you no. telling me this ship has been taken over by pirate archaeologists? Well, for, for one thing, the distinction between paleontology and archaeology is more around the line of developing language. So if it was fossils, it would be more likely uh, paleontology. But... Um, uh, no, 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 we're not, we're not stealing them. We are trying to prevent other people from doing smuggling of, of fossils. Right, right, okay. As you have this, uh, start up this conversation with this, uh, with this tied up man, um, you see uh, from the stairwell, which Tenebris just ran up, a very short figure run down and tear open the door. What is going on here? Who are you people? Are you pirates? Why is, why are you doing this? No, no, I've just gone through this once. We are we're trying to stop people from smuggling fossils. Sorry, I just caught this one. Um, uh, you know, he's all secure. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> not in any danger. Better not. Better not. You ain't know anything about this? She turns towards, uh, she looks at, at the tied up fossil. Oh, look what you've done to him. Do you know how old he is? Do you know how disrespectful he is? He could be your grandfather. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I know, uh, not, you know, he's a little bit old, but uh, the the other guy uh, came off a bit worse. Um, we, we tried to, to, you know, put, put him to sleep, but. um. Oh, my God. Oh, Steven. Steven, are you all right? She goes over and... A smashed head. It's like the, the fucking oh, mountain uh, versus the viper. She just sort of palpates it a little bit. Oh, my God. You see, she takes out from her, just from her hip, a little hip flask. Knocks it back. Oh, my God. This is... This is, this is out of the ordinary. I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's sort of out of my um my my typical operation as well. Um, we just uh, just gotta try and get back to Gunker uh, on the ship. That's uh, but we had to make sure that we don't need, there weren't any fossils being smuggled on 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 the ship at the time. I I won't be totally honest with you. I don't really listen to any of that. What is totally <laughs> clear to me is that you have taken control of this ship, which is now flying on autopilot. In a direction uh, specified by me before I left and was locked out of my uh, captain's quarters, yes? So you oh. don't know where this ship is going. Because no one ever, I never actually told anyone. I just took it away from Val. So, 
as I understand it now, we are all in a th in, in an enormous flying metal space. Well, not spaceship. It's not a spaceship. We're all in an enormous flying metal ship going in the direction only I know. And you, who are not pilots, have stolen it. And you have also killed one of my friends. Well, in our defense, you did try to kill us first. Um, it, it was kind of a self-defense thing, really. Um, you know, nothing was, you know, couldn't couldn't do anything else, really. It was the, op it was the optimal course of action. Um, so, are you going to tell us where we're, where we're going? Uh, she, see, she sits down on the dead body of uh, the person who... You don't uh, give a shit. <laughs> she has another... I like it. Bernard, what do you think, Bernard? What do you think we're gonna do about this? The Bernard looks up. Well, I, you know, for me, as long as uh, you know we've got plausible deniability. I mean, obviously, right? We're not in a position to do much here, but I think the the insurance will cover it. I just want to, you know, I just I just want to get home if that's all right. As this conversation is going on between Uriel and these two, um, Tenebris, up in the flight deck, uh, what is your plan? Um, I, I, I don't have a plan. Uh, the autopilot is going. Um, I 100% assumed that the autopilot was set to go back to Grunka because that's where the shuttle came from. Didn't even question it. Um, I am listening at the door basically waiting to hear see if i can hear like the captain come back and shouting or like maybe people fighting or i'm also a little bit paranoid that the captain this is what tenebris is thinking the captain is going to be like oh let me in bang 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 and then they'll be like ow ow oh no i'm being beaten up oh who are you where have you come from other people and then there'll be silence for a while and then there'll be a knock but it'll actually just be the captain because they're faking it so what was your plan? So, yeah. <laughs> so you're not doing anything. Not opening the door was was the upshot of that plan. I'm locking myself in here and I'm not letting anyone in. Uh, make a perception check for me, if you would. Oh God. That is going to be great, everyone. Don't worry. I've got it. Is it daytime? Is there bright sunlight now? I'm, I'm in the in the shade, right? Fourteen. Uh. With a 14, you look out through uh, the main viewing window. You see the forest sort of unfurling beneath you, some of the tallest trees breaking out uh, of this, this sea of leaves. Um, you can see that you're moving quickly. Um, and you can see that on your right, the McKinchy Mountains are becoming smaller and smaller my and smaller. Right! The mountains are on my right! The mountains are on your right. Okay, I don't know much, but can I know that the mountains are not supposed to be on my right? Yeah. Should right? Be the other way, right? They should yeah, be on that's, the left. That's the one thing that Sharmini knows. Is Tenebris allowed to know that? Or would you like me to roll a... Uh, you or... do not know. No, you do okay, not know okay, which okay. direction. You don't know if there are special routes that you have to fly. Okay. That's all you see. Back down in the hold. Infinity, you're snooping through. Uh, what would you like to do now? I'd like to keep looking for the crawl space. Roll another uh, investigation check. Oh, good investigation. 
Okay, that's better. It's much better. Uh, 16. 16. Um, do you have dark fish? Yes. Scanning. <laughs> you uh, continue to look through this hole, these huge machines tied up uh, to the walls. You see uh, thick coatings of dust and uh, mineral dirt um, along the walls and along the floor. Um, you still don't see anything which would strike you as a crawl space. But something does happen which surprises you. At one point, an eddy uh, in the air, a turbulence, hits the side of the ship. Fung! And the lights in the hold momentarily blink off and blink on again. In that darkness, you see for a second, not less than a second, a spot of red. And you know... Yes! We were looking for the big red R. That's what we were looking for. We need the lights off! But you know that it's not uh, red in the visible spectrum. And as soon as the lights come back on, it's drowned out. By all the visible light. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would like to just head that way towards it and see if I can make anything out from there. But if nothing's working, I will go back to Uriel slash try and get up to the Tenebris. No, you head towards it, and what it's taking you is towards the back of the shuttle. Um, the spot you saw was next to a a heavy plated iron door, much more thickly shielded than the other doors uh, throughout the rest of the ship. Uh, And then by focusing in, uh, make make one more investigation check. This one is important. It's better again, 18. Mm. By focusing in and blocking out all the paths of visible light, you focus in on the infrared band. And what you see is an R. Just smeared in some kind of paint at the side of the door. In the oh, top uh, left-hand corner. <laughs> I was just, good, just good, to good, good. very briefly put in a tiny chat of opportunity very, very quickly. I was really? curious because normally when we talk about infrared, Mm-hmm. Um, you were, well, certainly when I think about it, it's um, thermal radiation. So when you were saying the lights being turned off, I was actually thinking it probably wouldn't be that that would be drowning it out. It's that, it would actually be the thermal signature of everything else that would be, you know, blocking the signal. But I just double checked, and um, there is actually a specific band that is the near infrared, which is yes. only about it's less than a micron kind of of range. Um, but um, is specifically what things like night vision goggles use, whereas thermal infrared is about two microns longer. They also use near-infrared spectroscopy in some brain scanning, and uh, it's it's more portable, so you can put a little cap on and you can run around with FNIRs sort of monitoring your brain activity. They use it with toddlers. Made a video on it quite recently. Oh, wow. Sorry, anyway, end of the chat of opportunity. Just wanted to put that in. Wait, I have a chat, I have an opportunity to chat. A micron is actually a very long, it's a, it's a very large section of um, wavelength because the visible wavelength is between 700 and 350, isn't it? Nanometers. 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 So that's 0.35 of a micron. So it's actually, you know, almost three okay. times as much as the space yes, of the but, visible spectrum. But, but as you're going up through the spectrum, you know, generally speaking, the wavelength of infrared is of the order of a few microns. So I think infrared spans from about 
750 nanometers uh, to up to I think it's a thousand microns technically. Oh. So it's right. but you know as you get further up the spectrum, then the, that band width gets more important. True. I also think the visibility would depend very much on the sensors because the way our eyes work, they can easily our the sensors in our eyes get overloaded by the signals, even if those signals aren't of the same frequency. Yeah. Yeah. How does how does infinity? Sensors work. Anyway, right. sorry, just derailed the plot mm. slightly. Yeah, I know. love it. We love a chat opportunity. We do. So, Infinity, you have oh. found this red R uh, yes. at the top left of this door. Back uh, to Uriel. Uh, stood next to the body of uh, Bernard, you now know him to be called, tied <clears> up, <throat> uh, who's in the middle of a conversation with uh, the captain of this ship. Bernard, you know. It's very strange to me uh, why they've locked me out, as I'm the only person who can actually pilot this ship. I mean, unless you people have some sort of some sort of degree in uh, astronomic navigation, or indeed any kind of navigation, or you've ever, you know, piloted one of these ships, I don't know. But the very fact that we're still going in the same direction would lead me to believe that you don't know what you're doing. Is that correct? Uh, I, I cannot speak for the other operatives here, but... Um... Uh, I mean, I, I would be able to pilot a spacefaring uh, craft. Uh, atmospherics is not exactly my wheelhouse, but um, uh, I believe uh, Tenebris is uh, probably. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, podcast listeners. We just held up Dr. Simon Clark's uh, book on atmospherics there. Well, well, he, was, he didn't have anything in, in atmospherics. Apologies. The thing is, I said that, I didn't even realize it. I think that was subliminal wish fulfillment. <laughs> Uh, um, so, uh, you know, Tenebris is the one who's in charge. I'm sure, you know, she, she's, uh, of the three of us, she's sort of the weakest, really. But, um, you know, she, she's, she, I'm sure she's got some kind of, of, of plan going. Um, Which one, Tenebris? She that woman? Uh, she's the organic on one. The, the, the small one with the white hair. Uh, yeah, she grind my gears, you know? It's not, you know, oh, tell me about it. Oh, good grief. The number of days I've had to spend with her. It's, you trust would not me, believe Trust me. Believe me. I've been on this ship a long time, you know? I get mm. to, you get to reading people. And someone like that, there's, there's nothing you can do about it, you know? Oh, just... You know, Infinity's the other one is is, is, is perfect. You know, in so many ways. But I, I, I get her. We're on the same kind of wavelength. Uh, Tenebris is, just as you say, just, just really insufficiently lubricates my gears. Um... <laughs> You hear Bernard beneath you go, I hear that, I hear that. Just and then... Uh... <laughs> oh God, sorry. Yeah, and, uh, and the captain nods and starts tapping uh, her fingers on uh, this hip flask that she's drinking out of. And she looks at you with a slightly quizzical expression. So, I'm kind of interested. What was your plan now? Because obviously you're gonna have to have one, right? Well, the, the plan was to get to Gunker, um, and then we've got a um, specific person that we want to meet with regards to the fossil smuggling. Um, so it's important that we meet with them. Um, I mean, quite frankly, uh, as long as we can op optimize the probability of, of reaching there successfully, um, I'm open to ideas. Um, if if you have any about how to get there uh, because 
Uh, I'm sure we could figure it out. We've proven ourselves as a as a as a conglomeration to be pretty um, effective, but um, always willing to take on specialist uh, knowledge wherever we find it. Hmm. Okay. So you you think you you could travel to Hunka? You could go to Hunka now. That's your plan. Uh, you have stolen a spaceship, which quite obviously is covered in tracking devices. Not spaceship. <laughs> she uh, looks over to you and Finnessy and goes, You shut up! You shut up! What? Hello, I haven't met you yet. I didn't know I was that close to you, <laughs> actually. I didn't realize I was part of this conversation. It's just I'll coming through the wall. <laughs> Look, I'll call it what I want, you know? Sometimes I like to call this ship a spaceship. If that's what I want to do, that's what I want to do. I don't see why there's a problem. You're stolen this <laughs> spaceship. <laughs> And you're gonna take it straight back to Gunker, and you're just gonna assume that no one's gonna notice that you're flying in with a spaceship. Well, no, we anticipated that we'd probably have to do some kind of modifications, change the transponder, maybe rough it up a little bit. Uh, you, you know, it's gonna be an IO system operating, I assume, at the uh, the airport. You see this this short person, this uh, woman just creases up. She doubles over. <laughs> And then if you hear Bernard go, oh, oh dear, oh dear, there are a bunch of chances. Uh, are you telling me there's an unsorted IO operating system? Um... As you're asking this question, let's jump to Tenebris and Nebris. So you, I mean, I'm gonna. I, I am going to spend like the next 10 minutes with my ear glued to this door because I don't want to miss any clues. And then I'll go look around like the the rest of the cabin. Uh, okay. Um, so they'll, they've been talking for, for maybe five minutes now. Um, yeah. You get the sense as you're listening to this door, nothing has changed. And five minutes with your ear pressed to a door is a long time. It's a long time. It's a long time. But you know, and you're just like, well, maybe a bit more. Well, maybe just... Ugh. Okay, she gets bored. And, but she looks carefully at the door. And then... She's like, this door off. is definitely dead. <laughs> the door. I don't trust the door, okay? The door. <laughs> no pulse at all. Okay, okay. We're gonna, we're gonna reluctantly stray from the door. And um, take a ponder at all the pretty buttons and beepy flashy lights and, and levers and things. You walk over uh, towards the control panels to the left of you as you walk. Uh, the forest unspools before you and just in the very, very distance, you start to get a hint of darkness um, creeping into the horizon. You take a look at this control panel um, roll a straight intelligence check to see if you can work out what's what's going on here. Yeah, six. Uh, look, it's it's pretty impressive how many buttons there are on this this uh, uh, stand, <laughs> and uses definitely a joystick which is moving on its own that looks like it, it might be important. And there's a, a number of screens and some um, holographic projected screens that are up uh, in front of the, uh, the chair. Um, but 
you don't get a clear idea of how this all works. Uh, with that, let's go to infinity. I'll go over to the door. Uh, knock, knock, knock. <laughs> can, can I, by the way, because earlier I sort of, Emily said, not a spaceship, and then you yeah. responded to infinity. Can infinity see the other people? Absolutely. Is... So, Oh, sh- I sorry, I thought I was in a different yeah, area now. Off somewhere else, so. No, so I would so... have gone and joined in that conversation probably instead. So Let's I'll probably see... head back instead. Let's say you come back now after that little interplay with like, the Like, oh, cool, found the door. I hit me. Okay. Uh, hello, I'm Infinite Sky 6000. See, sure this is are. the one I get along with. Hello. Oh, well, I would say I'm pleased to meet you, but... Uh... Oh, it's lovely ah. to meet you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to go find Tenebris, Uriel. I'll be right back. Uh, <laughs> and I'll run off um, to where I saw Tenebris go. You uh, run up the stairs, bang, 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 your metal legs um, clanking against uh, um, uh, the metallic stairs. Uh, you reach the door, heavy iron, no window in there. There's a metal wall in front of you. You can't see what's uh, past it. You knock. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> dong, dong, dong. Tenebris, Tenebris, it's Infinity. Can I can I come in? Can I can I run over and put my hair ear against the door again? Absolutely. Can I hear you, that? You can hear that. The sound of Infinity is faint, but it's there. Okay. Hello, Tenebris. I'm... Are you in there? I am here. Excellent. Can I come in? How do I know it is really you? Uh, oh. Uh, this is like one of those games. Okay. Um, do you remember that time I was a panther? Oh, yes, I did. Yes. <laughs> I was a rat as well. We haven't spoken about me being a rat. I was just a rat. And did you see? The skin didn't look all starry. I did it better this time. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to open the door. That was really good. Like, Thank I you. didn't know first that it was you. I just thought, oh, there was a rat there. And then suddenly it was you. And I was like, oh, my yes. gosh, you have transformed your whole self. Exactly. Uriel's talking to the captain downstairs. They seem to be getting on very well. We should probably have a chat about you and Uriel's relationship at some point, but not right now. Um, do you know how to fly the plane? No. Should I try? It's okay. No, it's on autopilot. Oh, it's okay. where are we going? Because um, the captain was very adamant that it was going somewhere that she'd set. And, well, do we know it's going to Gunka? I assumed it was going to Gunka. <laughs> I thought probably Gunka. Right, oh. same. But right. now I think maybe this... not. Okay, there is a hologram here. You, uh... Oh, so that is showing something important, probably. Uh... Tenebris gestures vaguely at the sort of complex stuff. And it's like, yes, yes, here you can see all of the uh, all of the buttons. Um... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've not... Do you mind? Can I oh, look okay, at the should, yeah, uh, yeah. look roll. at the uh, control panel and try and work out vaguely what Absolutely. might be going on? Roll either perception or investigation. That is a twenty-two. Oh, and roll as well, just a flat intelligence check. Flat on intelligence. Top of that. Okay, great. My intelligence is good. Uh, oh, this feels important. Which dice? Are you going to be good to me, dice? Okay, here we go. 17. So, uh, you 
sit down on this uh, the pilot's chair and you look out and the first thing you notice is that actually all the street screens if you sit correctly in the chair they align with the viewing panel uh, so now you're looking out with a sort of augmented vision of what's uh, of the view out of the, the front. Um, what you see is that the screens are giving you data about um, what you're flying through, about what's coming up, about what you can't yet see, um, depth, height, the kind of air, the, tur the turbidity of the air, everything in there. It also has a whopping great uh, wayfare mark. Um, somewhere in the distance and the proposed autopilot route which would take you there. Correct. What you also realise is that you can modify this view. It's built to just help you fly the plane. So if you um, uh, zoom out, you'll get a, a basically a zoomed out view of where you could go, of the sorts of terrain that surrounds you and even the key landmarks it's essentially a map and i am going to send you that map it's 2022 and we're getting maps <laughs> and people who are watching the mind? on the stream and on youtube am i good to show this ali yeah go for it right. oh my God, this, is, so this is this is just the map. check that it's the one that you can see um uh that's the one I've, you've just sent us on WhatsApp, and it is the one yeah, that yeah. the moment is showing now. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I think for a second, Infinity just sort of is a little bit overwhelmed, looking at the like wide view of this planet that she was sent to terraform, who knows how long ago, and she's just like, "Oh, it's uh, it's very beautiful, isn't it?" Tenebris, can you see this? Look. What um, you can see. I? What you see, Tenebris, as you look at this suddenly uh, modified image, you see a zoomed out satellite view of the planet's surface. And the first thing that strikes you is there's a vast crater, absolutely huge, hundreds and hundreds of miles wide, that seems to be the center of this map. Um, and the crater is half filled with water, so there's a sea. That, uh, run, that sits in the middle of this crater. And then around the rim is an, uh, a massive band of mountains. Oh. So, Looks like um, Ulfuan. Ulfuan? What's that? It's, it's the uh, elf home uh, island in uh, Warhammer Fantasy. Uh, but it's like an Atlantis kind of thing, but it's it's like a similar <laughs> shape. Sorry, it's just Aww. immediately what my brain thought. <laughs> to the north of, uh, you, you keep looking at it as the, this is the, the shuttle speeds its way through the air. Um, to the north of this these mountains, the rim of the crater, what you now realize must be the crater rim that people keep talking about, um, you see that there's an area of dense forest to the north, and then north of that, the white peaks of mountains, which are the Mukinchi Mountains. As you come around, um, to the west of uh, to the west around the top of the crater rim. So if you don't enter the crater, go around the top to the west between the Mukinchi Mountains and the crater rim. The forests form a valley, and in the valley you can see that there are two towns marked: Switchback Run and Naristhen Falls. 
going further south around the edge of the rim as though you were walking along the edge of a circle. Coming down to about nine o'clock, you see uh, a town marked Lansdowne Port. You see servo motors as they pull uh, this image to and fro. And as the ship just sways slightly, taking it ever slightly uh, to starboard. Gunker sits on the coast of the sea inside the crater. In the very center of the crater is an island and the city San Cargas marked on it. And then at the very south of the crater, where it seems to open out into a much larger body of water, you see a city called Shelving Sounds. Your route is taking you from Val, at the very bottom of the McKinsey Mountains, towards the nearest settlement, which is Switchback Run. Tenebris, we're going the wrong way. Well, so is, am I right in thinking that Switchback Run is where Thingamy said to go or were going? Have we heard of that before? Am I imagining things? Oh. Where uh, was roll, it? A roll a history check. There was somewhere that the, the tree people said that they were going oh. or said mm. to like, we would, we might like to go. There was, there was some, some mystery. history, did you Maybe say? that's where they were going. Uh, 14. 14. You feel pretty confident that you've not heard of Switchback Run before. Um, Tenebris, we're not going to Gunker. Oh dear. Should oh I, dear. Should I try and change it? Yes, we would like to go to Gunker, please. Right, right, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I would like to try and override the autopilot and like try and plug myself in, basically. Oh my gosh. With the existing um, perception and uh, intelligence check, before you do that... <laughs> Don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's one more thing that you feel like you have access to. A zoomed in uh, map of this area. Which I will send to you now. Unfortunately, it doesn't have the same uh, level of detail. It doesn't look like it's actually an atmos uh, a satellite map. Instead, what this looks like is it's like an uh, like an echo sounding map. So it's giving you contours, it's giving you um, landmarks, okay. and it's giving you uh, hydrological features. So you're seeing mountains, rivers, and the valley of which you're a part of. Yes. And this is the valley map, which I can show here. Oh, that's what I was thinking of. They kept going on about the cove. Uh, yes, I remember that. Yeah. Labashakni? What? <laughs> Why did you say Labashakni? It's only Labushakni if it comes from the Labushakni region. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I have no end to that joke. Infinity. <laughs> you know that you've been you've been travelling now for about ten minutes. Um you have access uh to the stats, if you like, of the ship. Right? Great. So you can pull up what the ship can do, 
the speed that it can go at, all the kind of basic the technicalities of it. You would know now. As Can't you can't do a hard turn. <laughs> well, you feel like you probably could do a hard turn if you wanted. Um, how the ship would take it, you're not sure. Yeah, sure. But you know that you have fuel for 500 miles of travel. Um, or, so 500 miles of travel with the wings deployed. Ooh. 250 miles of travel in thrust mode. That's no wings. Okay. You know that the... So you don't know exactly how that works. You just know that those are your options. Okay, so probably not enough. Uh, to get us all the way to Gunker. Uh, not enough what? I don't think we have enough fuel. Not enough fuel? No, they clearly didn't, you know, refill before we stole this ship, so oh, um, no. very rude of them, really. We are um, going to get into so much trouble, Infinity. We've just stolen the whole ship. We were just going to yes, sneak and then... We were going to just sneak aboard, weren't we? And then instead... We they just, saw us, so we couldn't sneak. It. And now, now they're going to be so mad because before... We, we were just like, oops, bye, we have to go now, but now it's like, we stole their we, things. Are we the bad guys? <laughs> no, no, I did not um, take anything. It's fine, because I did not steal anything from um, Reeve's safe. So I think she will look at that and say, oh, right. they are not bad guys, or they would have stolen things. So, uh, you know, I think we are still very much... You, you did take the logs, though. Okay, well, yeah, but that... No, I want you to have done that. No, no, I, that's I what did. We had to do. Yeah, that's. Oh, was... I found the door with the red R on. Did you? And I just yes, I just came up here instead. Is it oh. too late for us to hide now? I think we might be past the hiding okay. point now, really. Okay. But maybe maybe we go see Uriel and let this just—it's it's flying, it's fine, it's, it's okay. doing wonderful—and we go find out what we think we should do. The, okay. the captain seems very nice. Really? They were mm. nice when I spoke to them. Well, but I, I will I say. I don't think they liked you very much, so maybe what? just, you know, hang back. I think they were mad at you for some reason. But I don't why? understand why. I don't know. It's like Uriel's weird thing about you being all fleshy. I am quite fleshy. Yes. Yes. I like okay. it. Okay. Well, thanks. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like fleshy things. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let's go find, let's go find you. All right. Infinity, before you leave, oh, okay. you notice one more thing. So, I, so I'm assuming you're not trying to take control of the ship. Not now, no. Okay. You do notice one more thing. You see that there's a connection point for something marked network access. <gasps> um. Let's. I'll, I'll leave it. We'll just leave. Yeah. We'll leave Tenebris and Infinity there for a second, and we're coming back down to Uriel, um, in the, still conversing with your sort of captors, captives, but it's not really 100% sure what you're I'm not sure which way around it is, to be quite honest. So, now you see that uh, Bernard and the captain are basically just talking to each other. Oh, so, how, how long do you think it's going to take? Oh, I, I don't know, you know, I mean... And sometimes they come very quick, sometimes, you know, they take a little while. I guess it all depends on the kind of mission that you were on when they, when they went on the ship went down, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you know, I was once on a ship. Uh, when you're saying they are going to come, sorry, I feel like you've been talking for a few minutes and I just let you talk. Um, <laughs> who Whose day are you talking about here? Uh, 
the captain and Bernard share a long <laughs> look. You you want to take this or? I mean, you've been you've been with your company longer than I have. I mean, you probably know more about it. Well, you know, it's not. All right, all right, I'll take it. I'll take it. So, you do realise that uh, a ship of of whatever capacity is is the commodity, right? Sorry, it's just Fred Dibner. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I, I don't know who this Fred Dibner is, but if but I mean, I, I, would you like to? Is this it's an acquaintance? Maybe it's a private joke. I, you know, I, I understand that, and that's your prerogative. <laughs> so, ships are, are in need, right? And obviously, we go beyond the rim, so we're in bandit country out here. Now, they're only going to send a couple of people to guard the ship uh, when it's supposed to be moored in a safe space. And but you, you managed to get through, and for that, I give you your credit. You know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, but. Ah, you couldn't, you couldn't loosen, loosen the one just around me back, could you? It, it's no. very painful for me. Oh, very well. So, ah, uh, he just tries to, just tries to, just shift into a slightly different position. Oh, look, I don't want to get distracted here, but my back, you know, it's just, it's not something I get to talk about on the job, but it's absolutely catastrophic. Well, I mean, if you, if you were to replace it with some kind of synthetic alloy, I'm sure that it wouldn't give you as much problem. Um, ships are commodities, and there's no, parity checking or something. That's very interesting, you know. My cousin, he also had a synthetic back replacement, and he claims that the entire thing works at least 50 to 60% better, he would say. And then well, you see it, you if you replace any body part, you're probably going to see an improvement. It's just not going to deteriorate over time. You know, any, anyway. Sorry, the, the <laughs> ship. You send people out to check on the ships. Right, right, yes, of course, the ship. Oh, uh, so, I've been aboard a couple of ships which were taken by outfits who I, I would say were perhaps slightly more uh, adept than you folk are. And uh, you know, it just normally they'll send a uh, you know a couple of you know company mercenaries to come and deal with it, right? You know, maybe a ship a bit like this one, a bit faster probably. You know, but sometimes I've been aboard one where they actually sent out. They called for the brothers, you know. They called for the. I couldn't believe it. They called for the brothers. It was some sort of high high status uh, gig where they were getting some kind of mineral. Like, oh, you saw the brothers. You saw the brothers in action. That's unbelievable, you know. I can never believe that they will leave Gunka for anything. No, it was it was amazing. And you know, they come in and they're just like wildfire. They just took the whole ship. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, is that a name that I recognise? The brothers. Yeah. Um Roll me a No, you would recognise this. The brothers are the security force, the police basically for Gunka. They are they're not secret, they're well-known, the brothers police and keep the peace in Gunko. Is, is that their tagline? We police and keep the peace? <laughs> it's actually the line of a, a song, a rap song, that was actually commissioned by the brothers to raise their <laughs> profile yeah, within yeah. the slums yeah, of Gunko. So. And it had a really mm -hmm. cringe music video. Like, <laughs> very clearly lip-synced. Um, <laughs> it did. And it had a holograph, a, hol a hologram of Will Smith as well, rapping in front of it, but clean rap. 
<laughs> or, or what they imagined Will Smith to look like, because obviously it's so far in the future. <laughs> Will Smith has become yeah. a deity at this point. Like, you yeah. get warlocks <laughs> dedicating themselves to Will Smith. Will Smith, yeah. They call themselves his... Fresh Princes. <laughs> <laughs> Canon. <laughs> you will meet a Fresh Prince. Amazing. Um, Love it. So, yeah, uh, so let's talk about the brothers. Yeah, take it. Um, oh, okay, right. So, yeah, you've got, you got to, you know, protect the assets. I could understand that. And, um, well, so they, they come in, you know, clear out the ship, and then they, they what, take you back to, to Gunker or something, or take you back to Val? Where did, where did they go? Oh, well, I guess it depends. I mean, the ones I saw, I think they just killed them. No, no, I mean the ship. Where does the ship go? Oh, the ship. Well, they just take it back to the port in Gunker. Right, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, dear. Well, uh... <laughs> Hopefully we avoid that then, that'll be awful. Uh, you, you, you won't avoid that. It's, it's actually quite exciting for me. I've never seen this happen, so... You know, I, I'm, I'm enjoying this. And uh, the, she takes another sip of uh, her hip flask. Okay. Just seeing the little cogs turning in Muriel's little semi-mechanical brain. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Tenebris it. and Infinity. Yeah. What are you doing? We should go. We're going. Yes. Hello, Uriel. Uh, Hey, uh, uh, just found out, by the way, the ship is going to be going back to Gunker eventually. Well, it's Uh, going to switch back now at the moment. We are going wrong direction. Oh, no, but they just told me eventually people are going to come on board and then they're going to take it back to Gunker. Right. Who are these people? Uh, The the brothers. um, Oh, they sound friendly. I think they said they were going to kill uh, the people that took over the ship first, but the ship is going to go back oh. to Gunker. That's They're us. going to try and kill you. Well, not me specifically. I mean, you know, all the people that took over the ship. So kind of. Yes, know. that's me, you, and Tenebris. <laughs> hmm. When you when you put it like that, it doesn't actually make quite. Did you such not realise? Well, the ship was going to get back to Gunker, and that was the, you know, the objective, was to get the ship back to Gunker, wasn't it? Um, No, it was to get us to Gunker, really, more than the ship. Now that you mention it, that does actually... And if we're dead, that does kind of negate the point. Okay. We should not, um, you know, tell all of our important plans about how we have to go to Gunker in front Mm -hmm. of the nice captain who seems great. Hi! The captain shoots you a really filthy look. That's not very nice. You've got to be careful starting sentences like that, Ali. <laughs> like last time. <laughs> shoots you. Captain shoots you. Look. <laughs> she yeah. shuffles around the side of the body, so now she's her back is to you. She's basically sitting on his head now. Oh. God, they, those two were close, weren't they? She Just... did not like him. Um, right, well, so... Um, does anyone should... know anything about this place we're going to? We should not go... We should turn around and go in the other direction. As far we can't as go back to Val. No, um, oh, how far have we been going? But I was thinking we should go towards Gunka and then, not that we're going to Gunka. <clears throat> and then I think they know should, now. They might know now. Yeah. Okay. But we can pretend. We can pretend. Pretend somewhere else. Okay. Like yes. Oh, oh I have to get to. Yes. I don't know the names of any other places on this planet. Oh, I've seen some of them. Uh, we could be going <laughs> to Lansdowne Port. We must go. We must. We okay. If we change the plan, so we have to go to Lansdowne 
Well, then we'd be going the direct right direction. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That. Okay, Yang Yen. How about Yang Yen? Okay, we'll go to Yang Yen. Um, but the important thing is, if we turn the ship right round now, about the time that we run out of fuel, will we have like just about got back to Vow, which would be bad, or will we be like halfway to Gunka, which would be good? Do I think that, Ali, that if we turned it around, we'd be probably about Vow when we ran out? Um, you. Uh, so, you didn't check this before. Well, no, sorry, that's not true. Um, with the rolls that you made originally, you would know that the wings of the shuttle have been deployed. So you're traveling at okay. 250 miles an hour. So, so you're not in thrust mode, was that? You're not in thrust mode. Yeah, um, which means we've got more fuel. Yeah, so you do have more fuel. So you could make it back to Vow at the speed that you've been traveling for the time you've been traveling. <laughs> um... <gasps> You... I don't want to go to Val. <laughs> we want to get past Val. <laughs> we land right in front of the same yeah. angry mob. Yeah, yeah, just right back again. I think we should be able to make it to Yen Yen if my calculations are correct. Okay. Let's go there. Uh, hang on, we're having this conversation right in front of these two. <gasps> but quietly. <laughs> oh, are we? Uh, yes, hello. Sorry. Yes. Um, are you Can going we... to try and kill us? Uh... Me personally, no, of course not. It's, I have no desire to do that. In fact, it's, oh, you know, good. this is a fun experience for me. Can I, um, can I just can grab you two? Alive? It does We'd not like to not die. I, was, I, well, I cannot promise you that. You see, what yes. will happen is someone will take over your ship. There will be a fight. Obviously, I, I will like hide that. behind something. And when the fight is over, I will be all right. And you will probably be dead. Right. Well, I don't want that to happen. I don't want my friends to die. So. Is there a way we can make that not happen? Uh, can I grab you two? I, I just, I've had an idea. Can we, oh, can yes, we do a side quorum? I um, have the idea. Um, just, okay. just like go around the corner with these two. So we should just leave because, you know, the captain could just go back in the control room and... When I was, in, I was imagining we'd go up towards... Oh yeah, good idea. The, the Let's cockpit. go up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yes, okay. Uh, can, do you want to see the map of the, of, of, of uh, Braxagantu? Let's go back up. Can I show oh, you, Uriel? Yes, please. Okay. I'm gonna go up see this again for people who are not watching if you people who are listening to the podcast i assume we'll put this map up on the website i was thinking we should put it on the website somewhere can we have a maps page mm. yeah i think I, I think that's easy enough isn't it um but yes sure. there are maps we are just you've got a verbal description but people on the stream and on the youtube will see this um but um uriel you enter the cockpit and you actually for a moment you get uh just a free song uh of excitement that you are staring from the viewpoint of the ship itself flying through the air and then you reach the control panel and you see what uh, infinity and tenebris have seen uh, this map of, of the place that you're going the waypoints that you're headed and the various different kind of controls that you have that you could potentially use to try and steer the ship all right well this all checks out and uh, uh, we i know we haven't spoken about this but seeing as he's from martin's bane you know this is very much comfortable territory for Uriel. Like, not atmospherics, he's used to doing this in orbit, but, you know. You're used to making this kind of stuff. Flying it is a completely different matter. Yeah, it knows how it works. Um, so, uh, you, we could see the waypoint, right? Like, we could you see... Could... Yes, you can. As soon as you sit in the chair, you can see all the waypoints, and you can see all the uh, augmented vision that... Uh, Infinity Song. 
Right, okay. So, um, looks like we're going to be landing at Switchback Run. Yes. Okay, right. So, um, just going to look and make sure that, like, can we can we shut the door? Yes, I know how to do this. Should we shut the door? Well, it's just I don't want him to hear, so... Oh, okay, sure, yeah. <clears throat> so, what I'm thinking is... The ship is eventually going to go back to Gunker. The minor inconveniences, we've got to die first. That's not minor, Uriel. But what if we land the ship at um, Switchback uh, switch Run and then we make them think that we've just gone on a runner? We, we They think that, you know, oh, you know, no point trying. But right. then we sneak back on the ship and we get into oh. the crawl space. I found the door with the with the R for the red runners on. Perfect. I, I knew you could do it. You're amazing, Infinity. Thank anyway, you. Anyway, um, Tenebris, you were here. Um, Tenebris, you did very well. So what if we then went into the crawl space, which presumably they know nothing about because it's a top secret crawl space, and then we wait for them to fly the ship back to Gunker. They just think that we've done a runner. I do like that. Do you think maybe if we ask them how to escape from the ship, you know, maybe there is a a small escaping shuttle or parachutes or something. We don't even have to go back to Switchback Run. We say, how do we get out? And then we, you know, push the the, sh the parachute out of the ship. Whee! And then we just hide straight away. We don't even have to land. We don't have to pretend to leave and come back. We just, oh. you know, pretend that we jumped. Minimizes some uncertainty. Yes, I could see okay. that working. We I can like try. Plan. Let us I like ask them plan. how so, do we escape. Initial plan is... Yeah. We make them think that we we jumped off of the ship, yeah, skate yes. pod, whatever. If that mm -hmm. fails, then land the ship, pretend we've done a runner, sneak yeah. back on. Yeah. Go into. Do you know how to get into the crawl space? Oh, there's a big door. But you know, did you actually yeah. know how to okay, get ever. in? Because no, you know. no, no. We should oh. make sure that they are somewhere else while we open the big door in case it is loud and big. Mm -hmm. Maybe we should put them in here. And maybe we, if we started a fire as a distraction. Them. I don't think we should be doing things like that anymore. It didn't work very well. Well, you never let me do it last time. Well, I did. I did. That was like a fake fire, and everyone was running about. The problem shouting. was the fire was fake. I think the problem I think was, it was that actually. they were all very angry, and then they were like, "What is going on?" And then we were. Going I think on. you were actually the problem, problem, Uriel. If we we think about it, because they did chase you. Well, they, they chased the group, um, and you know, I was I'll a rat. You were. Hang on. Did, did we see that she was a rat? Yes. Did the characters both see? Yeah. Well, I was on so your initially, <laughs> oh, yes, she of just turned you. up and we were like, what is this rat? And then we we figured it out. And you saw that she was a rat. You just couldn't understand what she was trying to tell you. I'm not oh, getting yeah! into that again because I'm still mad at you for that. <laughs> we're not we're not getting into it. Nobody mentioned. Um, Do right. Dogs. Point we okay. don't talk about <laughs> points. So let's go back and we'll ask them if, you know, they think that... Um, that we're going to be desperate, so I think it makes sense to ask about parachutes or uh, that computer keeps talking, uh, you know, or escape pods. Um, Infinity, I think mm -hmm. you, um, you maybe you ask because uh, they don't like Tenebris and um, uh, they seem to like you quite well. I mean, yeah, uh, I can ask, I'm just not the most, um, kind of you know, people person. You seem to enjoy people, uh, you know, talking I do. to people more than me. You might have better just, luck, you know. I don't, well, I'm, yes, okay, I can try. 
Thank you. Just anything, anything that I try and do, I think you could probably do better, to be honest. Because... Oh, no, I'm sure that's not true. Well, you know, let's find out later. We'll, we'll worry about that after we get off the ship. Okay. I'll go down. <laughs> well, presumably we all... Okay. Open the door. Oh, God. I hope they haven't uh, run away while we... Yeah, like that says, Are they going to find them in this whole <laughs> ship? With their ship? We don't know it. Like... Oh, true. You come back downstairs and you find that uh, the bottom uh, deck of the ship is uh, is empty, apart from the body of uh, Stephen. We should have seen that coming, really, shouldn't we? Um, well, at least they're not in the in the cockpit. Well, we know that's one place we they are not. Stay Someone should cockpit. guard the door. I would like to stay here anyway. There's um, there's something I'd like to try. Okay, so your, you'll go your, and... your rope is lying on the floor. <laughs> oh, sweet, free belt. Um, <laughs> right, well, I guess we've just got to find him and ask him a question then. Um, yes. Okay. Right, I'm so... going to stay here, but you two yeah. go. Right, you'll guard you... the... guard the. Is that the only way up to the cockpit, Ali? Uh, you, you saw no other door leading in. You guard. Guard infinity. Guard well. Yes. I'll lock it. Uh, maybe we should stick together, Tenebris, in case they, um, you know, one one of them was a guard. They might be able to get the drop on you. I'm sure I'd be fine, but um, you know, we'll, we'll okay. try and all stick stick together. Okay, thanks, Yoriel. So looking around, you see uh, you're standing in the main gang. To your right is uh, a massive equipment bay uh, with various bits of machinery uh, lashed to the walls. And to your left is another equipment bay, a bit smaller, and then behind it, uh, the passenger bay that you remember traveling to uh, Vow in in the first place. At the far end is a sheet iron wall with a single door in it. Let's go there. Best place to start as any. You walk up to the door. Uh, and uh, you can see that there's no locking mechanism or anything. Uh, it's just the same style of door that led into the cockpit. Push it open. It it doesn't budge. Hmm. Do you think they locked it? Uh, hey, I, I, I'm just gonna knock on it. Right. Hey, um, are, are you in there, uh, uh, Bernard? And Cap I didn't get your name, Captain. Sorry. Go away! <laughs> okay, good. Oh, they're in there. Um, That's good. That's good. Ask them how we get off the ship. Yeah, so um, we just had a quick question. So you, we, we thought about what you said about people coming to kill us. And, um, you know, we'd actually quite like to avoid that in, in retrospect. So um, is there like an uh, escape pod or have you got parachutes on this? Some kind of safety contingency that we can use to get off and then we're out of your hair. And, uh, you know, no harm done. Wait a second. Wait a second. Are you suggesting you're just going to leave the ship? You're just going to leave the ship? But yeah, you, I mean, you made a pretty convincing here. case that the, the brothers are going to come and kill it. We, had, we, we hadn't really thought of that, to be honest. Um, so, um, yeah, just not really worth it, is it? <laughs> no. Okay. Give, give me one second. And, and you, you hear... Dang, 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 dang. Dink, dink, dink. And then you hear. So make a perception check, Uriel and uh, Tenebris. Sweet. Oh, not so sweet. Um, that is a ten. 
That's a ten. Oh, it's like a five or something. Mm. You listen at the door. You can just hear the tones of her of uh, the captain's voice, but you can't really make out much else. And then you hear. Bang, 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 bang. Okay, so you are going to leave the ship, and we are going to stay here, and then all will be gravy. Yes, you think that will solve this issue that you are now part of? Well, I have I mean, some news yeah. for you. I have some news for you. There are no parachutes aboard this ship. Uh, there is no way to exit the ship except by throwing yourself out and assuming that you're not going to die, which I I don't want to prejudge that decision for you, but it seemed like a bad choice. Uh, so, you know, the ball is kind of in your core here. Okay. Um, or, or thank you for the information. Um, I'll let you get back to it. Sorry, I'll just I mean, we'll talk to the others and... Um, yeah, th thank you. Oh, 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 thank you. <laughs> so polite. I love polite Uriel. Uh... Presumably then they shut the door, right? The door's the shut door the whole shut time. The whole they time. Were oh, sorry, I thought the they were opening it. No. Um, just like motion to... Um... <sighs> well, that didn't work, did it? No. Uh, maybe they were lying. People do that. People are awful. Oh, they seem really nice, probably. Apart from one of them doesn't like me for some reason. Hey, Uriel. Do, yeah. do you like? Do you want to have a relationship with me? Uh, I, 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 uh, for interpersonal relationships, not really my my, my specialty. Look, I um, we, you know, we come a long way together. Um, get you know, getting from from Val to here, and um, you, you know we've been through some stuff, and I I can see that you know you 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 you've got some really useful abilities, and um you know respect of the, the way that you do things, uh, it's just you know, it's 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 not it's not you personally, okay? Look, it's 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 it's, it's the organic. I don't know any nature. of this is what you are saying. What are you saying? Look, it's not the fact. It's not you specifically, Tenebris. It's the fact. What that... is not? What is not who? No, because I thought. Is there? Do we have to discuss relationship? Or no? Is good. No, 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 no. We, you know, just, we we get along just fine. It's um, just, you know, you're you're all fleshy and um. It's not. It's not what I'm about, you know. You're not, but you don't want to, you know, get married and all that. Oh, oh, you mean no, a like, romantic relationship? Oh, I not, see. Is that uh, no, um, you have relationship. Is that not what you say? No, uh, 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 not not really part of the um, uh, operating plan. Uh, it's uh, again, it's, it's definitely not you. Uh, it's definitely me. Uh, it's just not what. Um, that's not what I am looking for, basically. But no, basically, right? No, no, no. It's good. No. Okay, who was I thought it, I thought you didn't want that, and then I was like a little bit like. Oh, you, no. you got to check these things. Like, yeah, yeah. Did... You know, going to propose or something like engagement, like here. You know, please, please, will you be my, you know, Wait, did, hey, did, partner? Did you did you want a, a relationship? No. Oh, okay, good. We're we're good then. Like, yeah, I think it's good. Like that this is, is a relief. Okay. This is optimal. That's that's yeah. That's okay. So, in <laughs> infinity, roll a perception. I'm going to need a moment. My God, that was excellent. <laughs> oh. 
perception plus. Sorry, I haven't got my character sheet on the right bit. Uh, Sixteen. Um, you hear uh, a voice coming from the cockpit, an automated voice. No. Subtle, incoming, collision course. Oh. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, that's bad. Okay, 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 right. okay, okay. Um, 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 is there anything coming up on the screens? Uh, so you go back and check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. So uh, roll uh, another perception check or an investigation. Uh, seventeen. Mm, seventeen. So with a seventeen, you see that, um, on the very edge. Uh, of your display, so just cresting over the edge of the crater rim, you see a blip um, moving towards uh, the direction of the shuttle uh, on a seemingly on a collision course. Looking at it for a couple of seconds, you can see that the speed of this blip is far higher than the speed that you are currently going. Oh no! I think at this point, Infinity. Um has a little bit of a flashback to a long time ago when she was traveling through space and like having to dodge things to collide and well uh with other infinite sky 6000 robots some of which did get taken out of the air by like debris what? and things oh my god and i think infinity just sort of stops for a minute and all like screens like dim clouds go over and she just kind of sits there and i don't think she does anything for a little while and then she kind of snaps out of it and thinks okay okay we need to we need to move um and i'm going to try and take it off autopilot and pilot the ship and move it is it does it look like it's it's aiming for us or is it just on a path with us uh it is essentially it's plotted a collision course with your it's vessel. trying to, it, i i can it's probably assume intercept. it's something that's going to come and intercept us okay fine 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 um in which case i will just get up and i will go and try and find uh Uriel and Cenebris. Uh, i'm just gonna Uriel. i'm not gonna is it upstairs and then through a door i'm just gonna kind of come out onto the stairs so i'm still like by the door and just sort of see if i can see them uh, you can't see them. They're all the way down at the other end of the gangway. They seem to be involved in some kind of intense conversation. Oh, Uriel and Tenebris, where are you at in that conversation? It's, it's just that, uh, you know, uh, you know what I'm looking for is more of a kind of synthesis between... Uh, I don't want you know, to interrupt okay. anyone, but um, we have a problem. Yeah. I think more, we need to hide. More problems? Yes, big problem. There's something coming to intercept the ship, so um, I think we should hide. Um, what? What do we sh- Wait, I don't think we have much choice. <laughs> okay, but we, we told the people that we were going to jump out of the ship. Well, actually, no, they, they offered oh, we that as do an that option. Too. No, we th- we're, not, we're not really going to do that. I know, I was just saying it out loud so that they might think. Anyway, I'm running towards them. <laughs> Where are they? Where are we? Oh, no! Okay, okay. Dang, 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 dang. Can I uh, show them where the door was that I saw with the R? Or was that the it's door that they the were behind? the same door. Fuck. It is the same door. Oh, shit. Um, it's the same oh, door. That's where the, uh, oh, no. that's where the R uh, is. Oh, is that... Should we go through uh, this? Sh- Wait, the R... Uh, so the R uh, that Infinity saw was on a door, just a normal door. There is only one door in that back yeah. wall, and you yeah. are all standing in front of it. And there was an R uh, on it. That's where it was. In the yeah. top left corner, right corner? Left corner. 
I'll put my hand. It's here. You can't see it right now, but there's an arm there. I thought that it was secret, secret door, not like Maybe. just door door. I... What's the captain's name? Did we ever find out? What if the captain's one of the red runners? Oh no. Excuse me. What's your name? I don't know. They're in there. Why am I doing that? No. <laughs> <laughs> They're in there. Oh, excuse me. What's your name? Uh, it's it's. You want to know my name? Roll a persuasion yes. check. Oh, fuckity fuck. Oh, it's a good roll, though. It's a good roll, though. What's my persuasion? Minus one. Fourteen. <laughs> mm, Johan called me Captain Espinosa. That's a lovely name. Okay, I don't think that's... that's not. Is it Rita Leone we were looking for? I think. We were looking for is in Conquer anyway. Something like that. Okay, right. Well, should we try and hide somewhere else? Because we the ship is about to be, it's about to be taken over. That cannot be the secret hiding place because it is not secret. Because it's maybe it's in the door. Maybe we should go through the door. Maybe it's beyond the door. Um, is there anything above the door that looks like we well, can like pop around it open or like a little I'm gonna, button yeah, we can press for like, a secret doorway? Feeling knocking around that corner. <laughs> make it, everyone make an investigation check. Yeah. I'm trying to remember if they actually Desperately. gave us specific information about this. It was crawl space. Look for the red R, and we found a yeah, big red R. We found, yeah, but it's not a crawl space. It's just on a oh, door. Yeah. Do you say investigation? Mm-mm. 22. 12. Crikey. Oh, and, uh, and I got a... What's that? That's not going to be any better than that. Um, she's, uh, no, sorry, it's 13. I got... uh, Tenebris and uh, Uriel, you're kind of scraping around in the dirt, looking uh, above the door, you're looking around, you're sort of tapping on the iron wall to see if there's any sort of loose bits. It's clearly a massive, thick iron wall that's not happening. Infinity, you look down. You look through the grating of the floor and you feel a draft coming up from through your feet. Uh, as you look down in there, you can see underneath the grating, there's some sort of vent uh, in the wall below the door. And also oh, below the side grating. I think it's down here. Yeah, keep keep your voice down. Okay, we should jump out the, we should jump out the plane now. Yeah, I'll go and get the door. Okay. And I'll go. I'm gonna go over I'm gonna and try and lift the grating up. You can okay. use your magic powers to 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 fly. It is fine. We will not die. Okay, thank you. Nice knowing you. We will not die. We will see you again with our power. It's not goodbye, fine. Captain Espinosa. Goodbye, Bernard. Yeah, very well. Goodbye. I like you. Yeah, the feeling is not sure. Goodbye. It's okay, Tenebris. I like you. Uh, um, you... I'm just thinking, how high are we flying? Uh, from where you were looking before, um, the trees here are huge. This entire forest, they're giant. You know you've climbed up one already. Um, but you are, you're not in uh, the stratosphere or where planes would normally fly. Um, you are keeping quite low, so you're beneath the top of the Mukinshi Mountains, beneath their peaks, and also beneath the crater rim itself. So you're maybe a thousand feet okay. above the tree line. So if I were to open the door, it's not going to be colossal pressure difference. It's just going to suck everybody out. We're going really fast, though. Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, but they've got to think that we've jumped out. They're not going to. We've got to put. Yeah, I was thinking we All should right, push. Okay, we should drop okay, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Right. Okay, okay. Okay. Maybe if I um. I'm going to try and get the grate off the floor. I'm going to tie my belt around myself for once, 
um, and then attach it to something. <laughs> Infinity roll uh, a strength check. Anyone else can help if you want. Uh, yeah, sure, I'll help. Okay, uh, make an advantage then, Infinity. 15. 15. Um, uh, you pull the grate off the floor, and you now have access to the space below. Right, um, okay, so yeah. Tenebris, you should go first. Uh, what can I... What can I see? Where what can you I... see down there? Um, the space is, is very dark, uh, but it looks like it's just leading to the actual bottom of the ship, so the iron curve of the bottom of this teardrop-shaped shuttle. Um, what you're looking at uh, in the wall is about a meter down beneath the door, there is a grate in the wall which looks as though you can see through it, and it looks as though it might be able to be removed. Okay, and I... You could stand on the bottom, on the, uh, the sort of the hull of the ship, and be able to reach that grate. Okay, I will. I will sort of sit on the edge and then lower myself, clamber down, um, and investigate this uh, extra grating and seeing if see if there's somewhere else to go. You look through it and you see beyond it. Um, well, the, the first thing that happens is you get close to it and you hear. <laughs> the sound of the engines and uh, the blast furnaces which are driving the jets on the back of this shuttle. Um, it's much warmer, you feel a blast of heat through uh, the grating which makes you think that perhaps this is um, uh, a place to air the heat inside of that room in there. And you think this could well be the engine room. Um, oh no. Um, do I, do I think with my you know, from what we've been told, that this gap between these two gratings is itself the crawl space that we're supposed to hi be hiding in, and that if we go through the second grating, we'll be out, but in another room. So, back in the ship, basically. Um, you've not seen the, the red it's not, arms here. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it doesn't... It's not like an obvious crawl space where you would hide and expect not to be hidden. You're yeah. just underneath a, a wire grating. Right, yeah, okay, okay, great, yes, okay, down. okay. In that case, I'm going to try and move the second grating. Uh, yeah, uh, roll a strength check. <laughs> or roll an investigation check before cool, you do cool, that. Cool, cool, Oh, um... Okay, I, I will hold on to that. Uh... Strength check. So investigation is a natural 20 for a 19. Hey! Let's go. For a 19. Love it. <laughs> you can see that this grating is old, much like the rest of the ship. It is screwable in, um, mm. but the screws seem to have rusted in. And in fact, the whole grating itself is pretty rusted. It looks as though there's some sort of steam, chemical steam, which has been corroding this metal. And you can see fault cracks running through it. And you think that if you were to target these cracks, you might be able to shatter the grate uh, with uh, less strength than you would need to actually just punch your way through it, like some sort yeah. of machine. Okay. Um, I will give it a sort of half-hearted little tap, but I rolled an eight. And I'm not really... I'm just like, oh, it starts uh, to to bend. Little parts of it chip off and shatter. Yariel, Yariel, 
midway through tying my rope around myself. Uh, okay, Infinity. Uh, yeah? Someone with either screwdrivers or strong arms. I am not strong, really, but um, I just wanted to make sure Uriel was okay before he jumps out the ship. Uh, on the, hang on, I'm gonna c c crawl as far as the rope takes me. It's not quite far enough, so it's like, get down on the, f f uh, uh. It's 50 foot of rope. <laughs> Tangled around something. Oh yeah, true, uh, all this time. <laughs> Um, the the, 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 the fastening is it is it a hexagonal fastening? I don't know if we have time. I think if you just hit it, it'll break. Okay, you real if you're fine, I'll just jump down and give it a go. But yeah, you do that. Okay. I'll just um, I'm just gonna open the door. Boom! The whole ship reverberates. Oh, Something. <laughs> has oh landed oh on the top of it. Oh, God. Oh, 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 oh. We do go, not have go, time go. The vibrations go, go, go. Not run through this shit. Okay, I'm, I'm jumping down and I'm trying to tear the grate off. How how close is the um, panel for the door? Uh, You mean the panel which uh, Tenebris is trying to open? No, no, it's in the panel to open, like, the... An exterior the, door. The, the exterior uh, door. I mean, it's about uh, 100... It's about 50 metres away, so you could run and oh, hit shit. it. Oh, it's a big it, yeah. gangway. It's a big ship. It's just gonna run. Oh, this is this is the big red button that when we came up the yeah, ramp. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Infinity, yeah. roll a strength yeah, check to it, see if you it. can get your way through as Uriel, oh, you're god. legging it towards right. this button. Uh, 14. 14. Um, you grab hold of the wire mesh, swing yourself up and boom! <laughs> smash your way through the grate and you yes. follow through and land bang roll a stealth check for me <laughs> oh, you land oh, bang oh no 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 bang. natural fucking 20 <gasps> it's the first like time it. my big dice has ever rolled a natural 20 and i'm really proud oh, of it well done, big learn dice. well big dice land on the floor like a cat a steel cat uh you look up and you see feet above you in the iron oh. mesh you hear what was that you hear something uh and oh, then another can one. i shift uh, my screens to be like the gray metal of the floor so that there's not bright starlight beneath them with a natural 20 stealth you absolutely can yes because that's not my wood always. elf thing that's the reason i took the wood elf thing is because they have the can uh try and hide even when they're not fully covered amazing you flatten yourself against uh, the floor of the ship the screens take on the dull metallic texture and shape uh, and color of there and you feel yourself completely hidden and you look up and see movement three sets of feet above you three oh my um, god three feet i hate all of this three sets of feet so i guess six yeah, oh, sorry feet. six feet yeah <laughs> <laughs> unless there was a spider up there too but yeah. while this is happening um uriel you reach uh, the button of the door the yep. hanger Slam it. Oh God! Still tied on. Take right? off and yeah, I'm tight. I'm having you're, yeah, you're I'm tight, yeah. tied in. Slam it. Immediately run in the other direction. <laughs> the doors, oh the hangar door, slowly starts to open. This is so bad. Oh my God! As you're rushing back down the gangway, you hear above your head. <laughs> And you see sparks start to rain down on the gangway in front of you. 
Please, Ooh, the time to go. Time to go, time to go, time to go, time to go. Uh, Tenebris, what are you doing? I am going to wait until until I can see whether Uriel is going to make it back to the grating before I get out, carry on and get out of the way. Yeah, he is going to make it. Yeah, okay. Um, there are sparks flying. Now, you look out, and what you're yeah. seeing in front of you... Um, in front of you, first, you see the daylights enter through uh, the crack in the, the increasing... Uh, size of the crack uh, where the gangway is lowering and it's casting this bright um, harsh glare over the inside of the ship the lights which seemed bright the phosphorescent lights suddenly seem dim in this uh, new environment while this is happening down from the ceiling a railing uh, these phosphorescent sparks orange and uh, white hot um, like this uh, kind of boiling rain uh, falling down. Uriel is just legging it through uh, this uh, tableau that you can see. And above, from where the sparks are coming from, you see the white hot line of a circle being cut oh, through uh, the roof of the shit. ship. I'm, I'm pegging it, but on the way to the um, crawl space, like, Un unhitched the rope to what he was attached to. Sure. Put up. Good. <laughs> like it. I'm, drop down. I'm following. I'm following uh, Infinity quietly on the floor, like. Shh. Okay. Uh, are, are you following her, uh, Uriel? Yep, yep. Straight, straight in. Okay. Everybody roll a stealth check. Well, you two roll a stealth check. Infinity, you are just pressed against the side like a paving stone. Let's make that nat 20 really just <laughs> mean nothing now. Yeah. yeah 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's not bad. Ha! Ha! Uh, 19. Oh! Oh, that's pretty good. Hold your communal breath. Quick, quick question. Did we put the grate back up at the yeah, top? Oh, no. I right. imagine we would have landed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll okay. say that uh, Uriel, when you landed, you pulled right. the grate back over. Right. That makes sense for you to do that. Um, although you can't put the grate that you smashed through back together. That's yeah, gone. that's fine. We've accepted that. Pressed against the floor of this ship, you immediately sense the cold, the icy cold of the metal beneath your hands. And then you hear above you, well, it looks like they're here now, isn't it? Uh, and another voice go, Oh yeah, it's about time too, eh? And then, junk, junk! As the door opens, and three sets of feet walk out. And we'll leave it there. But oh. We do have... Uh, some brief announcements before we get on yes. the next part of the show, which is, of course, the Doom Debrief, and it's going to be filled with exciting science. Um, but we're going to have a brief catch-up in the meantime of some things that are coming up for 2022. It's a new year, new us, new RP geeks, big plans, ambitions. New year, new us. Some of which will hopefully come to fruition. Um, so, Simon, yeah, take it away. 
We stream every Wednesday evening, uh, apart from when we don't. Um, and <laughs> what we are proposing is that going forwards, we're going to keep doing weekly Wednesday streams. But um, the first Wednesday of the month, we're going to do something a little different. Now, that's not going to be the same every time. Sometimes it's going to be um, a, a one shot. Um, sometimes it's going to be inviting somebody uh, as a guest. Uh, as part of uh, our campaign. And sometimes it might be something completely different, such as in the past, we played Gartic Phone. Uh, we are all very keen as well to try and play Phasmophobia because it's the scientific method with ghosts. You say keen. Yes! <laughs> I'm terrified. Oh, I'm so keen. But um, it, basically the first Wednesday of every month, we are going to do something a little different. Um, it may not actually be that different, but um, it gives us a scope to just do something um, yeah, a little out of the ordinary and um, hopefully give you a chance to see us in uh, a different game, perhaps, or uh, working in a different environment, such as in a one shot. But um, yeah, it should so be we, a chance to mix We enjoyed Honey Heist too much. <laughs> we were like, we need to do that more random so one good. shots and, yeah. Yeah, and that was the games. When you said flashback to you know infinity go through i was just immediately like move one point into oh uh, yeah criminal. <laughs> move one point from bear to criminal from robot to criminal <laughs> robot to pirate um mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah are you pirates are we pirates oh no we're i think i'm gonna now. call the episode pirate archaeologists oh that's, nice that's one of my oh, favorite i like bits. that I yeah like that very much yeah. um, i like that she was instantly corrected i thought that was <laughs> Couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. Yeah. That was not character knowledge. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. Love that. Um, so we we now move into the DD brief part of the show. So if you're if you're new to the RP geeks, hi. Um this <laughs> the bit of the show. Aside from the little we had a, we had a great chat of opportunity today. That was just a little taster um of the funky science that we are now going to discuss. So we we um, generally pick a sort of main topic each week. Um, that it's going to be something that's come up in the game or in the universe or something that one of us has done. Um, but uh, before we get into our into our main topic this week, is there anything that people that came up oh. today that would be that could either be quickly discussed now or that could be a topic for a future D and D brief? Any science that anyone's spotted? Um, I, I, I noticed yeah. it coming up in the, in the chat when the map yeah. came up. Exactly. Um, the look of the map and what yeah. that might be. And I like that idea, but I also feel like maybe we should leave I, that I, for a little bit because I feel like that might I feel have like some plot implications. Yeah. Although, um, although, I would say that, sort of completely aside from the story, it reminds me a lot of the Chicxulub crater in Mexico, yes. right? Which is death of the dinosaurs. Yeah, it's where the meteor where the meteor landed. With meteor, is it a meteorite if it hits the Earth, right? And it's a meteor if it just. Oh, well, really? a meteor is anything that falls from the sky. It's the same root yes. of the word meteor. Meteorology. Meteorite has to. What's hit? a meteorite? Is that right? I know. Meteorite think... is the thing you find. Meteorite is the physical oh, thing that you pick the up. The thing that's left over. So it would still be a meteor that hit. Um, oh. But it's the meteor. If you found a bit of it, it would be the meteor. I'm not sure the distinction is between meteor and asteroid. Oh, I knew that. No, I knew that. I think it's an asteroid until space. it comes into the atmosphere. That would the make sense. The minute it's through the atmosphere, I think it's a meteor. Um, um, God, if you go on NASA's website, they have a very uh, helpful description, which is asteroids are smaller than a planet, but are larger than a pebble. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Uh, <laughs> what do you call a space-bound pebble, then? Does it have a name? Spebble. <laughs> um, Spebble. My name is Spebble. 
And just, um, can I just point out that I've just Googled it and I was exactly right, by the oh, way. Asteroids nice. are always found in space. Once it enters an atmosphere, it becomes a meteor and then a meteor oh, right, after it hits the ground. But if you, so you sh yeah, if anybody's not Googled the Chicxulub crater, you should Google it because basically it takes up, it's not like all of Mexico, but it is basically, it's like on the Yucatan Peninsula and it just cuts into like just a great big chunk of it and disappears we, underwater as well. It's amazing. We should do an episode on meteors because it would also fit in with Don't Look Up, which I watched over Christmas. Oh, I haven't watched yeah. it, that yeah. was. I still um, haven't. I know it's going to depress I me. It's literally the reason I haven't watched it. It's exciting. It's going to make me sad, isn't it? Yeah, okay, great. Sort of strangely, <laughs> so that's, I that's found one it strangely option. sort of hopeful, weirdly. Yeah. I'm, you should also yeah. go and look up for the importance of science. Um, the TikTok video of God talking to the angel and saying, I, I told you to make the dinosaurs meteor. Meteor. <laughs> meteor. <laughs> make them <some> meteor. <laughs> no, no, meteor. <laughs> it is a masterpiece of filmmaking because it just gets closer and her eyes just well up with tears. <laughs> She's doing it. It's beautiful. Um, meteor. Uh, look meteor. That up. I love it. Um, uh, yeah. That, yeah, great. And, and yeah, thanks for <laughs> thanks chat for some great chat about what that crater in the map could be. Um, I suspect we'll find out. Um, anything else that happened today? Um... I think I made a mistake. I think oh, I said man. that planes fly in the stratosphere. They do. Commercial jets wrong. fly in the lower stratosphere. Um, because well, that's only on longer hauls, um, because basically it's more fuel efficient because you've got less air resistance, but also you have way less turbulence. Um, Is there somewhere I could go to find this out? Hey, podcast listeners, Emily Editing here. We're all about to start talking about Simon's new book, Firmament, which is out on January 28th. We were talking about it earlier in the Twitch stream, but I realised you had no reference for that. So this is it. Here you go. Funnily enough, Ali, you could go to oh. the... Uh, <laughs> I, I was actually just holding checking... up the book again. <laughs> I was just checking this. my own book for a reference because of the whole meteorology thing is was originally coined by Aristotle, but I wasn't. I couldn't remember the distinction because basically the, the distinction between astro and meteor was because um, Aristotle divided kind of the universe above the surface in the, of the Earth into a celestial plane and a terrestrial kind of sphere. Um, and so if something took place in the terrestrial sphere, it was meteorology. And if it took in the celestial sphere, it was um, astronomy. Is that why meteorology is weather stuff? Whereas... Yeah. It means, I think it's from the Greek, is... it's the study of the sky, I believe. Um, a study of phenomena in the sky. But it comes, it comes because he wrote a, a text called uh, Meteorologica, and then Descartes wrote La Meteorologie as an essay, which is where we get the name of the field from in the modern sense. Cool. More of the, all that and more in <laughs> Firmament. You just gave away the plot, Simon. Jesus. <laughs> I forgot so, just how much, like, it's quite, like, there's a lot in it. Because I think, oh, yeah, I've given away half of this book. And then I'll open a page and be like, I haven't talked about any of this yet. Like, <laughs> how many pages long is it? Let me have a look. given away half this book. <laughs> Including all of the, like, index and everything. It's 236 pages. Check out. That's knowledge. pretty good value, if you ask me. Check out Dr. Simon Clark's Twitter at SimonOxFizz for more information about his new book. Right! Yeah. Anything else? I we was could do opening plane doors. What happens when you open yeah. plane slash ship do you doors get at high speeds, like, high altitudes? Yeah. What's I could going talk on about there? that in a future one. Yeah. <laughs> some, I some actually some spent quite like a lot of time looking up the flight speed of commercial aircraft oh, um, to oh. see if like the, it would even make any sense. And I fear that this shuttle actually goes extremely slowly, but... It, can I ask? Maybe I could, maybe I could ask Doctor Simon Clark. I don't know, but if you fly your shuttle with wings out, 
at a low altitude, does that mean that you're going to go slower because there's more air resistance? But you're also getting more lift. I have to admit, like, um, air you're getting more. Wouldn't it depend on the surface area of the ship more than the wings, maybe, at that point? Yeah. But um, if you're getting more lift, then you could actually run the engines at less power, so you wouldn't have to go as fast, yeah. correct? Yes, yeah. Right, okay, but great. But you it would works. experience more, more drag. I think, isn't a typical speed like 500 kilometers an hour? Apparently like it's like 600. Up oh, in okay. the, like, like a 777 does like 650. What, kilometers an hour? Yeah, it's really That's fast. Cool. It seems really quick, but I'm also kind of right, seeing as you are like... Planes are really fast and really bad for the environment. That's, yeah. that's, oh my god! Yeah. They do two things very well. <laughs> they <laughs> burn really up the quick. mile and the miles <laughs> and the atmosphere. Um, I did have a thought. Whilst, oh yeah, that was it. Whilst we were talking about the doors, just the the universality of righty tighty, lefty loosey. No. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, is that, because, is that because humans are on average right-handed, and so that's your dominant hand? I'm left-handed. So you're, you know, you, you go so down with the right hand. Does that make more sense? I don't oh, know. I Actually, no, that doesn't. Because if you imagine like grabbing something and turning it, if you do it with your right mm. hand, it feels right. Whereas if you turn it with your left hand, but you, you feel like you're kind of turning it. In. I suppose it, you, it's the question of which operation is more important. Look, well. life is hard for us left handed Yeah, exactly. Folk. Because you know, so, the world is built against us. So funnily enough, I did a, um, in the process of sort of researching for a video, um, I've been reading the, I finished today, the top 100 most cited papers um of all time nature did like really? a thing about it and one of the papers in the top most hundred cited of all time is about handedness like degrees to which people are right or left-handed is that because it it gets cited because it's the one source for a really basic stat about handedness? Well, uh, yeah, and, and also it, it comes so into um it comes Amazing. into brain imaging as well a lot because um oh. so uh left-handed yes, people are slightly right. more likely to have their language center in the other side of their brain so they tend to do all MRI studies and things on people who are right-handed because it, it's more likely they just that the brain exclude is, all is the left -handed. It's a massive, like, 10% yeah. issue, isn't it? And is it, yeah. am I right in thinking that actually it's not just, like, a, some things are shifted over? Basically, the whole brain is, is in right-handed people, it's really lateralized, and then in left-handed people, it's basically just a bit of a mix. It, well, well, so um, I think, no, I think in, still in general, so right-handed people, it's really, really common. Most people have... Um, their language center in the left hemisphere. Whereas in left-handed people, it's still more common to have it in your left hemisphere. Um, like I think it's like 75% of left-handed people have it in their left hemisphere, but there's 25% who either have it in their right hemisphere or bilaterally, which um, can mess up fMRI studies basically um, because they're not sort of paying attention. Whereas right-handed people, I think, I don't quote me on this, I think it's something like 95% or something of right-handed people have their language center in the left hemisphere. So it's just very like uniform. Uh -huh. That's interesting. I mean, there, there was a paper on neuro... Well, no, it wasn't on neurophysiology that did make me think of this group, um, which was like, if you're ever examining a level of a particular enzyme, it's by Elman et al, 1961. If any neuroscientists here recognize that one. It's, again? Uh, was it Elman et al, 1961. No. A, new, <laughs> a new and rapid colorimetric determination of acetylcholinesterase activity. Oh, bollocks off. No one cares about yeah. acetylcholinesterase. Yeah, it's muscles. <laughs> that's, what, that's in the 60s where everybody was like, muscles are amazing. We've got to find out about muscles because they couldn't do brains. And then as soon as they were like, hey, we could do brains now, they're wow. like, fuck muscles. No one gives a shit. You know, there's a whole like series of like, bias here. like the bedrock of neuroscience is built on the mm -hmm. neuromuscular junction, and yeah. which is where you find acetylcholinesterase because acetylcholine is the neurotransmitter which does that thing. And so everybody built it on that. And then they were like, oh shit, the brain works a bit differently. 
<laughs> so it turns out the brain is oh. not the most important muscle in the body. It's not a muscle. Wait, hang on is a that... second. Let me decode that. What? <laughs> That's the thing. Is you know, like you know, the biggest muscular exercises between your brain is between your ears and stuff like that. Like, are we you talking know, about? Uh... Are we talking about sexy stuff? Is that what this is? <laughs> what? God. I need to do that. What happened? <laughs> Even mean to make it dirty, but somehow I did. I apologize. Bonk, bonk that <laughs> woman. Terribly. Right, <laughs> quick, quick. We've got to talk about. Okay, no, I'm doing the D and D papers before it gets too late. I'm ready. Quick. I'm ready. I'll do a quick 15 minutes on everyone's favorite celestial navigation. Ah, favorite Civ tech. Um, Would you like a background music for this? I would love a background music. So we're going to do like Infinite Sky 6000's Guide to Celestial Navigation. In um, So, no, we're not doing I've, I've forgotten when this came up now, so long ago. Like It, it came up, it's, it's a bit of a wishy-washy how it came up. It's sort of, yeah. um, when I was trying to uh, work out where we are in the planet, um, when we first got there, I looked at the stars in the sky and tried to work out A, if I was on Braxcan 2, and B, how much time had passed by the like movements of the stars. Um, and so basically I just thought, I mean, all of that is possible. I don't know how to do very complicated celestial mechanics of a planet that we isn't real. Spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I just thought I'd do like a little basic um, celestial navigation and how if you were ever stuck somewhere with no phone signal, no nothing, you might be able to really? work out where you were using. using is this also going to be able to explain to me the plot of Moana? I immediately thought of um, Moana. I don't I've, because the Polynesians the of Moana. Well, oh, yeah, the they would have used stars to guide them for sure. And so famously, and I feel like Moana is somewhat based on this. The ancient, I believe it was Polynesians, or you know, people in that part of the world, um, built small boats, were miles away from anything, set out, and were able to like get to the precise like next island and had just this amazingly precise navigation. Yeah. Um, which was all celestial, and I, I, I cannot get my brain around how looking at the stars would ever help you, like, oh, with that level me, of detail. Let what? me try. I mean, oh, I me. don't know that level of detail, but I can give everyone the basics. So, I know North, um, North, North Star I've points got a, North. I've got a good question for you. Go on! So, <laughs> so hundreds of years ago, this is how, like, people would have travelled the globe and sailors. They did, they used the stars. Um, and now you've got GPS and stuff, but that can go wrong. So this is how we're going to fix it. So. So yes, Shamni, you are correct. You can use the North Star to find North. Um, how do you find the North Star in the sky? Oh, you go to the plow. No, oh, 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 this. Oh, I think, this, I think Simon had his hand. Saucepan. Simon had his hand up first. Yeah, you Simon, ah! start. You go to Ursa Major or the saucepan or the plow, whatever ah, you call saucepan. it. saucepan. Yeah, okay, I'll come back to that in a second. Yes. Um, and then basically there's a pair of stars on one edge of the bear's body that you follow and you go up to a relatively empty patch of sky and there is a star that is... Uh, it's, it's like the bit opposite the saucepan handle, right? Like, Yeah, so if you imagine yeah. you're holding the saucepan <laughs> and you tip the saucepan, yeah. the bit where the water would have come out, yeah. those two stars Pumps. make the side, that yeah. points up to Polaris, which is our North Star. Now, you know that fact, feeling that you get, sorry, you, <laughs> you know that feeling you get when you're a school child and you were sure you had the right answer, and so they choose someone else, you're really fucked off, and then you hear that you have the wrong answer, and you're like, I actually feel pretty good for that. <laughs> I'm really glad they didn't pick me. Now, fun yeah. fact, Polaris is part of the Little Dipper, so the plow or the big oh, dipper. Baby um, oh, baby sauce So Polaris is the end of the handle of the little dipper. So oh. um, big dipper points a little bit. And so that is Polaris. Now, fun fact about the big dipper or the plow or it's not a constellation. Pen. What? It's not a constellation. Hmm. Constellations 
are set areas of the sky that have been like decided on. There are only 88 of them. And what? Now, what the Big Dipper is, it's part yeah. of Ursa Major, which is right. a constellation. But Ursa Major is way bigger than yep. just that bit what? that everyone knows. What? And so what the Big Dipper is, is an asterism, which is right. like, I've written it down. I've lost my note on it. But basically, it's an asterism, I think it's called. And it's just these like ones that people recognize in the sky, the same uh, with the Southern Cross in the Southern Hemisphere. It's part of uh, a bigger constellation. Oh, but what? they're like, oh, that's the constellation. But so the Big Dipper, or the plan, that's whatever why you want to call it, not not a constellation. Which is why it looks nothing like a bear. It's an asterism. Because it's I mean, not all the constellation. Look like but uh, Orion is the exception. <laughs> Orion does look like Orion a dude holding a bear. Orion, really yeah. Orion will be a constellation really in my... Oh, my, uh, oh, okay. okay. Am, I, so, am I right in saying, that, by the way, that it's so mm. the whole thing with the Big Dipper is that you know it points to to Polaris, and it is pure chance that there just happens to be a star like in the right a, place, a, a, exactly the right place for navigation. It is, is it just exactly under, north? almost exactly. It's why if you see anyone who does like a long time lapse of the sky, Polaris is the dot in the center, oh. which everything spins oh. around, and it's because that literally Polaris is. Even if you looked out at the sky now, if, obviously yeah. this is Northern Hemisphere. Sorry if there's yeah. any Southern Hemisphere people watching. Enjoy uh, your summer. Star, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in the warm right you now. Animal. Um, <laughs> Polaris is always in the same point in the sky, even in the daytime. Right? It's just us spinning around, our, us our like rotation, making the other stars move around. So Polaris is always there, even right now. Polaris is out there, even in the daytime. It'll be out. So if you were to draw a line from the North Pole directly upwards from the surface of the Earth, you'd hit the yeah. North Star. Yeah. If you, you stand on the North Pole and you look directly above your head. That's the North Star. That's Polaris. Amazing. Um, now, uh, now there's a whole load of stuff. I'm going to come back to Polaris later because there's even more cool points. I just so thought I'd tell confused. you, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, how you can find South using the Southern Cross. Um, but oh. now I've lost it. Oh, God, where's it gone? Oh, no. I had to write this one out because I didn't know it. Oh. Wait, wait. There must be. There must be a star for every planet that sits at that exact point on the axis of the, the spinning axis of the planet. But, it, but it's, it's no, in a Polaris's case, it happens one. to be a bright star. Yeah, exactly. yes. A bright really one lucky. on its own, like, yeah. yeah you know what, there's... I'm going to come back to Polaris now because this is my favorite bit anyway. Polaris isn't always going to be our North Star. The North Star, so basically because of, so everyone thinks of the Earth, the Earth spins, goes around the sun. It's also tilted. That's how we get the seasons. Yeah. But then that yeah. tilt yeah. is doing this. Procession, so, baby! Procession. Mm. Axial no, procession, isn't it? Oh, axial oh, procession. Very, very, very. Now, I've got slowly. a cool way of demonstrating it. Everyone take a pencil or a pen and hold it out in front of you. Okay. So, and you just grab it in your fist. Yeah, really good. Well done, children. And, You've got um, tiny fists, Emily. So this is or the like pool. a massive I've got really pencil. little hands. Um, and <laughs> no question, no jokes. Everyone stop. And Simon's uh, huge. So if you imagine, this is the this is the pole. This is the pole that runs. That's an anxiety there, right? I didn't know I needed. <laughs> so, if you imagine you're stirring a pot, that's it going around the sun. If we all you, make macaroni. If you noises. imagine you could twist your fist, that's the rotation, but we can't do that. So, but if you like twist the pencil, that's that's the. <laughs> you just a pencil, Charlie. Oh, I can do it with my hands. Oh, that. I could do it with my fingers. If you're very skilled, like Simon, you unravel can do it. the. Earth. And then if you tilt your fist to forty-five, well, not forty-five degrees, but twenty-three point five degrees. Twenty-three point five. Thank you very much. And then if you start like just sort of doing like, um, imagine you're drawing a circle with the bottom of your pencil without moving anything but your ah. fist. Oh, my brain. Um, make, this is an, oh, you'll make the pencil like, make a circle. My yeah. brain. Like and I'm doing if, so this isn't Doesn't anything that mean... rotation. It's yeah. And what happens is once every 26,000 years, Ow. yeah, our 
our axis does a full yeah. rotation of that. It draws one circle, basically. So the North Star will be the North Star again in 26,000 years, but Correct. in 13,000 years, how far off will it be? Well, very good question. It will be a star <laughs> called Vega in 13,000 years. No um, way! Have I heard of which that is one? In a, Yeah, mm. it's in a different constellation, which what I didn't I write down. Um, so we just... oscillate between Vega and the North Star. So there's like a sine wave, which takes you know us... We, uh, the, and like a bit, well, it's I got a bit I don't know if we always oscillate well. between those, because I don't know whether like the movement of the sun through space and things would actually Eventually, yeah. Well. Oh, the and... movement of the sun through space. Well, that's yeah, but all these stars are local thing. stars to us, so they're probably moving at approximately the same Oh, that's true. I never fucking think about that. So maybe we do, but basically the point is, the North Star for us, Polaris, will always be the North Star. It's never going to change. But like, there's all this thing. So like in, uh, um, like when Jesus was born, the North Star probably wasn't Polaris. It was probably what? like this other star. What? And I say when Jesus. Jesus. Was born. Uh, what did you know, you Jesus. Do? Um, so maybe the like Christmas star might be this whole other star, and I don't, I didn't write any of that down. Sorry, because I can't remember the exact details. But look it up. It's really interesting. Now, putting um, my tinfoil hat on. Does that yeah, lead to like some kind of conclusion about how, um, you know, human civilization sort of erupted over the course of a few thousand years? Does that coincide with when navigation was easy using celestial markers? So that there happened to be a star that aligned with north? I don't and, know. And, I, and is that the case in the northern hemisphere and not in the southern hemisphere, which is why expansion was more rapid in the northern hemisphere rather than the southern hemisphere? <gasps> <laughs> No, I have no that idea. That's a stretch. That, that that, is some real Jared simple. Diamond stretch right <laughs> there. That's, yeah. Yeah. Mm, not, that's reach. Not convinced, I like it. But maybe. I wanted to read you a brilliant headline from when um, a certain newspaper found out about the fact Jesus that our North Star would train. No, the North, fact our North Star would change. Okay. Wobble trouble. Our North Star will be replaced by a blue sun named Vega. Because is this Earth a Daily is Mail article? Too wobbly. It's not the Daily Mail. It's, it's not. Uh, no it's a more way. aptly named one, uh, the Sun. Um, hey. Yeah. So oh. our North Star will be replaced by a blue sun named Vega because Earth is too wobbly. Um, and I just thought that was really <laughs> amusing that they were like, "How fucking dare!" I love uh, the blue like hatred blue here. Sun. A blue no, star. I mean, we like blue passports, but we don't read like. it. Like you could also read it. Wobble trouble. Our North Star star will be replaced by a blue sun named Vega. Don't drive traffic to the sun. But you know that's nobody go to the sun. No, no, no. I've read it out for you. You don't need to go. We know nobody goes to the sun. One last cool thing about procession, because I realised we're already at 25 past nine. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers, a couple of years back, there was this whole like drama in astrology that a YouTube new star drama. sign had been no. found. No. And there was oh. this whole what? called like Ophiuchus or something, was this new star sign. And the because the and basically that's What's because a of procession. What's a new star sign? So what, what, what so, is a star sign? A star sign in astrology is like in the month or the certain like 30 days or something you were born. So I'm a yeah. Gemini. Yeah. Or at least I what? was a Gemini. Does anybody uh, know why? Like, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. What, what does, does that, that mean? mean? Yeah, what is oh, it like when you're born? Oh, I see. Sorry. Like a so constellation it's, above you or what? It's the constellation the sun is passing through um, when you're born. <gasps> so the sun goes through the sky every year and it's which, which of the 12 constellations your sun, uh, the sun was in when you were born. You mean the sun oh. traces a path through different parts of the sky and it hits yeah. different bits of constellations as it goes. That's a bit... It's, it's oh, Briggs-Myers personality types it's, for yeah, it's, fucking and it's boomers. All, you know, it's all crazy, right? However, there was this whole drama because NASA were like, hey, guess what? There's a new star sign now. Because, because of precession and yeah. the way the Earth is pointed. So star yeah. signs were first um, originated, they think, in around 400 BC. So that's like 2,400 years ago. 
And now the earth has moved a little bit in its pointing. So like it's done a 10th of its circle almost. And now they're like, oh yeah, no, it now goes through this other constellation called Ophiuchus. So there's 13 star signs. And it means that everyone's star signs aren't what they think they are. So like, I was always a Gemini growing up. I'm actually technically a Taurus with these new things. And it just proves that it's all Fucking bollocks. And I just, I just thought it was really. In fact, where, where, what, what are people's birthdays, and when do they, what do they think their star sign is? Shall I, I know mine. Aquarius. When's your birthday? Twenty eighth Jan. A couple of weeks. Yeah, no, sorry, you're actually a Capricorn. Oh, is that cooler? Fuck, I'm a Capricorn. I think that's cooler. I want to you eat all sorts of shit, and you're pretty random. My goat I think. now. You're, you're going now. I, yeah, I, I was really right. Cute and horny. Oh, sorry, Simon. Capricorn. I, I was quite because I, I was right on the border of Libra and Scorpio because I was the 22nd of October. So I imagine. Oh, yeah, so now, well, now you're actually a Virgo. <laughs> yep. Because do you know what? Scorpio you're now is only Virgo. seven days of a year. November 23rd oh, no. to November 29th. You only have Scorpio seven days. Scorpio is the most like metal star nice, signs. Yeah. yeah, it's a nice niche thing to. Hey, and how does that relate to your character? What the Virgo is? Star signs. Well, star sign is infinity. <laughs> do you mean you as people? No, I sort of, I, I meant like how do the stars? How does all this star stuff oh. relate to the what your character is and what, is it important to her and like? You are talking about infinity and not my star sign as Emma. Oh, so I was yeah, like, yeah. It's not, your, not your personality, <laughs> your character. But seriously, right? Character, the other character. Yeah. So with infinity, infinity can use. Uh, infinity has this incredible knowledge of the stars. That's like her bread and butter. You know, it's it, it literally mapped on her body. And so, I mean, I haven't really tapped into it too much. But like, you know, in theory, she would be able to look at the night sky, see where the stars have shifted to and from and work out how much time has passed because of the change in the night sky and how the different stars have moved. Um, and I just thought that was really interesting. And she will, I'm sure, have a, an excellent map of, oh, that star is right on north, so therefore I can go this way. Or if I go the other way, that's east, for example. Um, so it's a look, I did a little bit of a cheeky one. It's not true D&D uh, &D brief from what Infinity uses, but... Uh, yeah. It's as much science oh, as it's... gets a lot of media coverage these days. Exactly. Hey, I thought that I didn't um, know any of that stuff. Oh, no, I, I meant the astrology. Yeah, know the stuff before that is obviously oh, science. Yeah. I didn't know the astrology stuff, actually. I'm just like, wow. That's so yeah, exciting. I didn't have no idea. I was always about like, that. it's just a made up thing. And I'm like, oh, but it's also like oh. ancient historical. Yeah, cool. One last thing that I thought was really cool while I was researching this with Polaris and the North Star is because you can work out your, oh, God, latitude. Um, by looking at the, finding the North Star. So if you put if you put your fist out horizontally, there's a lot of activities for everyone to try. Like, <laughs> fist-based fist activities. Horizontally, yeah. and then every fist you put up is is ten degrees. So when oh, and then no when you way. hit when you hit the North Star, that's yeah. your latitude hmm. roughly. That's and it's so interesting because cool. everyone's got the same rough proportion. That's amazing. So, that's like so everyone, cool. you should end up at ninety degree, nine nine fists when you when you're pointing directly up. That's so cool. But you do like a full Macarena, like on the way. Oh, yeah. right. Okay. So you should be able to go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> and like, oh God. it's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Well, I mean, that approximately checks out. And what? Yeah. what uh, and wait, how many degrees is, is a fist? Ten. 
10 and then does that map directly onto latitude like yeah so if you're on the north pole obviously it'd be directly yeah. above your head um okay. if you were in uh, the uk i think we're what is it 40 something so if yeah, you, if you find the north star and go out if you're in the uk you yeah. should go you should be about four fists up from the horizon basically that's brilliant that's so cool I'm try four that. fists above the horizon and on till dawn <laughs> <laughs> We'll yeah. get there, sir. So there you go. That's my uh, very quick. There's amazing. a few more. As, but I as think a little that's addendum a good place to, call it. to that, yeah. as soon as we've talked about books, this is a book recommendation. Um, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not me. Um, because no. you can, thank you this time, Simon. Wow. You can determine <laughs> your latitude quite easily using the stars, but your longitude is far, far more difficult. You cannot do it. That's because you're bloody spinning. Like, oh, you? No, it's so weird. Yeah. So you have the... to like track the stars from like well, where you started and you have to know the longitude of where you started because you're spinning, how much right? they've moved and yeah, yeah. well because the um the first i think it was the first astronomer royal was a guy called neville masculine who um was a right dickhead oh, wow. uh, seemingly and he was like determined that he could do it via um as uh, astronomy and um the problem was eventually solved by a guy called john harrison um, who basically developed a clock that was accurate enough that you could take it on ships and actually track how long you've been that going was, for. An astrolabe. Right? Not, an not an astro. Yes, it was, it was a competition. Is, there was a royal competition. And this was the competition about the clock or was the competition like you have to be able to determine latitude? Is there a book called I Latitude? Think, yes, there's a book, about that? book called Long, it's Longitude by Darvis That's Sabelle. the one. That one. Um, the opposite one. Which is quite a, a short little book, but it's, very, it's really interesting. <laughs> Um, but yes, yeah, it was. It was. The, I think. I think the prize specifically may have actually been determining clock on a ship, but the objective was. Yeah. But they're amazing. They're actually on display at the um, Royal Observatory in Greenwich. Um, the original how, like little. How gold did things. he get the? How did he get the clock way more accurately than previously? I hope you wouldn't ask me that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Well, because well, you know, <laughs> up until that point, point, all the clocks gears, I think, were were pendulum based, right? Yeah. You, know, you yeah, know the yeah, period of oscillation, why. but on a ship, you oh, can't. No. Think. Um, it's just some dude doing that the entire time. I can't. <laughs> Way more accurate. I think, I think it was basically like to do with the the controlling the use of the release of energy from a spring in discretized oh. chunks. Mm. Um, Ooh, that's uh, baller! But it's re yeah, really interesting springs. book. Um, it's a longitude by Davos Abel. Um, Fuck watches. Really we should do one about watches. Horology. Yeah, I really don't understand watches. I would love it if someone would do that. Is it electric awesome. crystals? <laughs> Yeah, I don't understand it at all. Oh, so yeah, I there's would like a to great, learn. There's a great Steve Mould video about um, uh, how digital watches work and why quartz crystals are used in them. But everyone should go watch it. If you search for Please Steve Mould, quartz, um, quartz watch, I think you'll find it. Amazing. So I'm well, just very excited. I think that brings us to the end. Lads and ladettes. Amazing. Amazing. Stunned silence. Thank is all you. Right. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Whew, cool. just so much science, so much adventure. Thank you all, everyone, so much for watching, listening, uh, being in chat, uh, supporting us in general. Um, if you have joined us uh, recently over the new year after our new chapter, give us a shout out uh, in the comments or on social media or whatever. And let, let us know that, you're, that you've joined. Um, Greetings. And, and tell your friends about us. If you have some science friends and you think they might not yet know the joys of D&D, &D, tell them. And if you have tell, some them the, tell them the bit about the watches. Teach them how to find the North Star and then say, right, now come watch D&D &D show with me. Yeah. Do a lot of things with fists. <laughs> then, yeah, yeah. Right. 
Um, <laughs> follow us on social media if you fancy. We're at rpgeeksdnd. Uh, pretty much everywhere: TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Um, we've got a website, rpgeeks.co.uk. We've youtube.com forward slash rpgeeksdnd. We've got like this sort of pod dot link page where it has all the pod bits because there's different i don't know how podcasts go to the works. website it's all on the website go all place, good go to another place and, then... and some new ones this year Ooh, and some bad awesome. ones oh really new yeah. ones oh, yeah there was just a new one and i applied for it and they're like yeah oh, sure lovely. Podcast. lovely podcastastic um and we uh stream every wednesday join us live on twitch.tv forward slash dr simon clark if you fancy um or catch up by your favorite means afterwards um, and we will hope to see you next time with the RP Geeks. Thanks very much. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>